Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this. Wow, there really is no Sports Tuesday. June 20th, 2023. This sports program starts now. Sports are happening. I watched college baseball last night. Yeah. A little bit electrifying. Hell yeah. The Wake Forest pitcher that started for them was an absolute psychopath. I love everything about that guy. He was rocking and moving and grooving between every single pitch. He was batting the ball off the back of his hand, and he was throwing. It was nothing like any professional baseball that I'd ever seen. The metal bats, what a sound that oh, makes. Sweet. Whenever you can actually hear the difference between a good shot and a certain jom yep. getting jommed up. That sounds like it's coming off the rubber, actually. It's a little bit of a different ball game. Yep. There's been some exciting times in the world uh, college thing. College World Series. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. CWS. In Omaha. Uh-huh. We're going to be there next year, so I figured I might as well check it out because it was also the only thing fucking on last night. Yep. Yeah. So I was watching it. Good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't mind at all. Seems like every single game except for one has been within one run. Yeah. So it's been very competitive. It's been very electrifying. Stanford gave up a massive lead to Ooh, University of Tennessee. I heard McGee and Peyton Manning both splew from their respective <laughs> towns that they were in. And I know this weekend it's only going to get better last night monday night raw was on pretty sweet and as promoted on monday night raw last night as we are easing in on money in the bank in london in july logan paul will be in that can't wait to see him he continues to do incredible shit with his butt he's a freak athlete oh yeah yeah did a front flip out of the ring last night landed on his feet pretty much yeah so he's an absolute fucking dog joining us today will be the uh world heavyweight champion seth rollins i believe there's some breaking news too right before he comes on uh so uh, we got some good shit popping off today we also will have wyndham clark joining us yes Yes. wyndham the man that won the u.s open just a couple days ago at lacc and we learned of his story about his mom passing away and everything he had been through and the way he held his composure while the entire world was literally sitting on his shoulders as he's walking down that 18th fairway. One push just a little bit further on that 58-yard-wide fairway mm-hmm. into the rough. Uh-huh. Could have lost it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His approach shot put it in the rough like Ricky Fowler did just seconds before he won. He potentially loses it. Yeah. Instead, he gets it to 60 feet, putts it, makes a footer. He is now a U.S. Open champion. His second win in 137-somethings. Unreal. Unbelievable the way this guy operates. And now this weekend, we got the Travelers Championship up there in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to him about his life now, what his life uh, was like, and then him chugging out the U.S. Open trophy uh, immediately afterwards at a bar. Seems like this might be one of our guys. Don't know much about him, but as I learn more, I like him. He'll be joining us at 205. We'll have some of your phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line. 1-833-4. 4323663. Cannot wait to chat with you at 18334. Should be a pretty wild day. The talks tables here at Boss Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, the Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. And 14-year NFL icon and rapper, ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Jones is here. Good to see you, Pac. Saw you getting into the lacrosse. You look pretty good. Yeah, man. It was got your hat on. It was mm-hmm. it was a pretty it was pretty, it was way different than what I thought it was. You know, like we said, we oh, thought yeah. it was just the khaki. He went to the National Lacrosse League's tournament in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, mm-hmm. Georgia. I mean, Columbus, Ohio. It was unbelievable. Though. I, well, I tell you this: a lot of those guys came out of there with a lot of ice in a lot of different places. Um, the contact was 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 nothing less but top competition, That's I would say. Um, and it was a lot of goal shot. It was very mm-hmm. interesting. I saw you sitting next to Demory Smith. I don't know what you're doing there, but cool. uh, I enjoyed everything else that you did. Yeah. I enjoyed everything else that you had uh, going on. Look like you got a pretty good shot. Yeah. Look well, like you got a pretty good uh, shot. Uh, I don't you know. You looked, uh, uh, looked yeah. real comfortable with the stick yeah, in your hand. Definitely uh, first, time, first, first time. time. First, first time. time. Right, right, okay. you? That was your first, first shot, right? First time ever. Yeah. That was well, the first shot? That's yeah. the problem first with time. these lax bros, though. They see you holding a stick. Yeah. You seemingly fell in love. 
This guy's got it on in his house in his living room last yeah. night. Yeah, Rolling I liked it. it. Tossing to himself, having yep. a good yeah. time with Junie. Cradling. And you got these lax boys saying, hey, shot, no. This guy doesn't look like Paul Rabel to me. Couldn't even walk in without him talking shit. That's not true. Just like the guy learned. That's not true. He went to the national thrust. Slide your hand down. You got your hand way too high. Bro, I was trying to help him do it. Yeah, I was trying to help you. That is exactly what I did tell him. Did you say it in a helping manner? No. Yeah, it wasn't what you said. It was how you said no, it. No, right. I said it very politely. I said, Pack, you look like a fool. Put your top hand Boom. down a little that bit. That one's fucking right underneath the goalie's <laughs> that uh, was on left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. five hole right there. Top check. No. Boom. 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 Bam. Bam. Bounce shot always works. Hey, bounce shots are good shots. I see a lot of them. No lookers and everybody's bounce shot. And I'm happy you got out there and had a good time. So they record everything on Friday and then they air it during the weekend. Is that what happened there? No. All the uh, games? I think it was live. Yeah, they're live. live. <laughs> they're live games. The NLL, uh, <laughs> which I think you're, <laughs> which you mentioned earlier. The league Stan Kroenke won a championship in. I'm not sure if those ones are pre-taped or not, but the PLL, they've been live. ESPN plus ESPN. The NLL is not the one that Pac-Man wants. No, NLL is the box. The one that the Colorado Mammoths won. Oh, yeah, the Kroenke. Mammoths are yeah. a team. Yeah. Kroenke's other team. Okay, so the PLL is what he wants. Yeah, Premier Lacrosse League. And there's a bunch of games, right? Wasn't there? Yeah, it was four games. How long yeah. were you there? Uh, I was there. I think the first game started at six. The second one started at eight. So they bought two hour games. Yeah, they're doing like a weekend kind of tour, if you will. Like next weekend. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. they're going all over. I think they're all lacrosse fans in this area come watch all the teams right here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's really smart. That's two good days. business. So Friday, I guess, boom. And then Saturday, they flip and play another team. Yeah, the other two it's teams. It's not like but. winners, losers. It's just like, let's no. finish our schedule. No, nah, from my understanding, it's uh, 46 games. Yeah, I think every yeah. team plays every weekend. Ever seen plays 46, 46 games. Don't they yeah. play like 12 in college? 46? Uh, yeah, 15 in college. Yeah. I mean, hey, that is the Premier Lacrosse League, baby. They, they take it seriously. Okay, okay so it's not professional league. lacrosse league. All right, so this is, I am learning. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the EPL. Like, you know how the Premier League in England? That's the only reason I can remember it. Okay, so it's Premier Lacrosse, lacrosse League. Boom. That's Rabel's one. Yes. Rabel player. Yeah, it was a player. I actually donned the logo on Pac-Man's hat for a little while with the Atlas. And now Baptiste is your guy. Yeah, Baptiste the dog. He only lost. He's what, so good. One face-off, I think. John Luigi? Yeah. He, he's the best. <laughs> good Lord. I think that Brody. is. No. I think that is his name, yeah. Good. Come on, guys. John Luigi Baptiste, right? No, That's- I think it's Gene. Gene Baptiste. Oh, Pac-Man. Knew- yeah. You know who's that- a J? Just John Luigi. I don't think he plays anymore in the PO. I don't know if he's Italian either. I'm not 100 percent sure, mm-hmm. but I do not think Baptiste is. Uh, he's a player though. He's your Trevor Baptiste. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So, not jeans. <laughs> Let's move into stuff that we know. Okay. Let's start talking about laws in Massachusetts. Yep. Okay. Oh, exactly what we know. This is stuff. This is stuff that we know. Yep. This is what we need to talk about. And you know, there's been a couple different off-season topics through the years that we've had to debate and discuss sure. that have really carried us for a few months because they're just seemingly was a new thing after another. And we knew nothing about them, but we learned about them as we went. Yeah. And we were very transparent. Yeah. For instance, we were told. That a ham sandwich. Yeah. yeah, you can indict a ham sandwich. A yeah. ham sandwich would get indicted. Mm-hmm. So when a quarterback, formerly of the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. was going through everything that he was going through, very serious. Right. Incredibly. Yeah. So when I say everything he was going through, I'm not throwing that to the side. Very, very serious. Mm-hmm. But everything that he was going through was a long period of time during the offseason. And it was a lot of us talking about a lot uh-huh. of things and learning about a lot of things as we were going via random reports on the internet or some lawyer that has a blog yeah. or whatever the case is. We learned about it. And I, I feel like we all got, kind of got educated in that process. Definitely. Yeah. 
Feels like we're about to get educated on Massachusetts law with guns and airports. <laughs> yeah, it feels like. Feels like that's what we're going to do. We got our first look at Jack Jones walking into the courtroom. Uh, not in the courtroom, I guess in the courthouse. Then he would obviously go through, uh, been there, done that. Then he would go through a metal detector. Then you go and find whichever courtroom you're going to, and then you do your thing. This is also our first glance at his lawyer. First take. Lawyer's taking no fucking shit from anybody. No, no, she's not. She actually told the media, we got no statement. Okay, please get the hell out of the way. Not a single hair out of place. Nope. No. She knows that she's going into that courtroom, and things are not looking necessarily fantastic for them. No. Now, she did come out and say that social media was trying to get this guy fired before anything happened, and she was thankful that the Patriots' leadership stepped above the noise and rose above the noise and didn't just decide to cut him immediately. Now, she did not speak at all about the case. No. But she did say that the reason why everybody's reacting the way they are is because of uh, because it is a young black man with a gun in a airport and so they're immediately label him uh thug and she kind of said that a few times in different she ways she said the cops are saying that no social media has labeled him a thug how is social media they only Believe me. social media is like hey bro you she fucked up that. you had your fucking guns in the back yep and yeah, those are, you're racist yeah no, exactly. <laughs> you are racist uh -huh. no oh yeah. my god pac-man cannot play what the you race card Pac-Man! Yeah. I never thought I'd see the day you got canceled. Put it on the sticker. <laughs> Pac-Man's racist. She said it close to a hundred times. Yeah, but she said that. Yeah, oh, she yeah. was hammering that home. Right yeah. after she made the judge uh, some double fried french fries with some donkey sauce, awesome donkey sauce. Okay, she, she does have Guy Fieri's yeah, hair. I get what you're saying. Fieri. Let's move along. Nothing wrong with that. She came out and fucking, like, didn't mention having the gun at all in the airport or anything like that. Just basically attacked everyone. She, as, as a human that has been on the internet through this entire process... Okay, and I know back in the day they used to say if you win the mob, you win Rome. Mm -hmm. So public perception did matter. Yes. And I'm not saying the public perception doesn't matter in this particular case, but she's preaching the wrong crowd. So we're, this. we're not the ones making the. You can't be going into the judge and the jury. I'm talking and about Instagram. The reason why two guns were in his bag is because the world is racist. Like that, that, that doesn't carry no, any no. actual weight. So I'm a little bit worried almost about this dog-looking attorney. That that was that's not her. No, no, no that it's is not. not might, her. might be related. That is Guy Fieri. Mm -hmm. yes. He's a chef. He's the host of Triple sure. D. That's, That's right. right. That, and also, He's a scumbag. <laughs> Not the lawyer. Oh, Guy. Okay. That Listen guy. Listen to the pronouns, asshole. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear <laughs> that on. part. Yeah, he said he. But well, I don't, I'm not assuming hers. Anyways, Guy Fietti is an incredibly talented <laughs> chef. Yes. He He's a good entrepreneur, businessman, and a host. Okay. Yeah. Triple D mm -hmm. is awesome. He almost made me famous one time in a bottle service area almost. of a Kentucky Derby party right. where he pulled out his phone and told me to dance, and he would make me famous. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That did not happen, but here we are now. How about it? So we don't know what role Guy Fietti had in this entire thing, but we do know we have met him. Great vibes. And the donkey sauce is oh, gangster. It, it, well, it is gangster <laughs> yeah. as well. Speaking of gangster, did you just say that because there was a black man that with a gun? What the no, fuck? No, I was not oh, implying. Iowa, Iowa, huh? Oh, I was not Look at how proud he is with that Hawkeye. In any way, thought. shape, or form, I wasn't implying that, but I'm sure she will come after me because she did that. That was. I mean, these guys are not exaggerating. She said in the two-minute and 45-second, three-minute clip, 
she mentioned that the media and social media is making him out to be a thug because he is a young black man who had a gun about a hundred times. Yeah. Hey, I will she, say that this. is the wrong way to go about it. She should have said oh, he is. I would say he, that. Hey, judge, he fucked up. He forgot no, the gun. No, we don't she, know what she said to the judge. She did say that, though, in the in the entire press conference. She said, like, this is a situation where he went, you know, to the airport, forgot that there were guns on his carry-on bag, similar to what you said when, you know, the gummies were there, and then he was very cooperative with the police, and the police report reflects that listen rosemary's capiccio yeah yeah exactly okay this isn't just some lady yeah and the way you were speaking about her is i'm allowed to okay well that sounds a little racist too yeah it does hold on now you're mocking all italians huh i guess everyone's getting kids (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah i don't love that she did that like i I don't love that she did that but i guess she's trying to fight a public battle as well as in court and who knows how the entire court case takes place but just automatically assuming that everybody is talking about a guy having two guns in an airport who happens to be a very good football player really good entering his prime Mm -hmm. with a lot of money on the line is immediately because he's a black man and we're assuming that that would be very racist of them I have a cousin, two of them, that have gun charges and have been in jail for gun charges. So it's not just like black people are the only people with guns or are reckless with guns. But the fact that an NFL corner at the top of his fucking game now has two guns and a bag charge at an airport, we all very much have to talk about that because we can't be letting this happen again. Like, hey, guys that have their entire life in front of them, okay? We need to be a little bit more careful. And I've made a lot of mistakes. Pac-Man's made a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Everybody's made a lot of mistakes. Yes. But now that we got the John Morant shit popping off, we're about to lose, could have lost, and we we hope he turns around, Mm -hmm. but we could lose one of the brightest faces of the future. Absolutely. Of the NBA. Yes. From dumb shit that doesn't need to happen, we got to stop it. The Jack Jones stuff, like I understand it was a mistake. Why does he think he's got to have two guns on him? Another whole conversation that we should maybe look at from a societal point of view about targeting people that have money and everything yeah. like that, how yeah. much we display and let people know. Like NFL contracts, you can Google exactly how much money everybody has. So maybe some people are from some places where them having an actual bag over top of their head is not the smartest thing. Maybe there are some people, but that's just kind of how that whole thing goes. But we can't have people making these stupid mistakes going forward, so we have to talk about it. That's not racist. We're actually looking out mm-hmm. for hopefully right. the future generation of everything and i think it's a big deal to talk about it yeah and, and comer sometimes catch you because this is the same guy that fucking just went off i mean went off on Morant. yeah like, but uh, yeah we saw that so tweet. like chill down miss rose two guns is tough chill down miss rose you know what this is have nothing to do with race trust me yeah but you're racist we just found yeah, that it's out too late for you back good run hey, and, and i said this yesterday <laughs> i think one gun I could see how if somebody's a gun holder, you could have one gun potentially in the side pocket of a bag or in the back part of a bag. Where it's it's got to be a little bit heavy, though, Pat. Two guns, mm-hmm. be two loaded clips. I mean, if I don't know how that just is. That's going to be a tough one to explain. Yeah, I think. for sure. And I don't know if it's just race that's going to come into play to help you out there. I think that in of itself with a – if there was a human that had no face and no skin color, mm-hmm. like none at all. Mm-hmm. Which might be existing with an alien. Exactly. Translucent. <laughs> but, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. That was my first thought. But if we did, and they had this case pop up, everybody would be like, going to be a tough one to explain. Yeah. 
That's going to be tough. Her saying social media tried to get a guy fired. I don't know if social media is part of it all. I think we're just kind of understanding that the NFL is a very difficult place to have a job, no matter how good yes. you are. Mm-hmm. If you are a distraction, a it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, yeah it's not a right. It is a privilege, a privilege to be in the NFL. And this one seems like it's going to be drawn out pretty long. And the punishments are very, very, very stern very. in the state of Massachusetts. None of it's looking good, but we're pulling for him, obviously. Yeah, and you know, like you mentioned, he's already 25, and the jaw stuff is very relevant. You know, today that, that's a national story and it feels like this one might become one too and he did mention or rather she did mention speaking on his behalf Scapiccio Scapiccio mentioned uh, how he didn't want to be labeled a distraction and all that I am curious that is there any situation similar to this in the past where a team immediately uh, releases a guy because honestly as a Patriots fan I assumed that he would probably be let go um, Dre, uh, Dre Smith, it happened to Dre Smith. He had his, his gun and forgot. Um, I one gun? Yeah, one gun. What state? Bro. Uh, I want to say it was Cincinnati. Okay. I want to say it was Cincinnati. State of Cincinnati. Luke Fickle's gone. I don't know yeah, if they're still going to have that or not. But he had gun license, though. So. Yeah, and Jack one Joe. gun. Yeah, one gun, and he had license to carry. Oh, yeah, he forgot. In this I think rec- it was a big ass fine for him, and like a couple months of probation. In this whole era of we need not be reckless with guns. Okay, I think we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the same page there. Yeah, absolutely. I think all political parties yeah. are on the same page. Whenever you go through, hey, we need to we need to get rid of reckless gun ownership. Yeah, Got to figure this out. Okay, I mean that's like a first step. I think yeah. for one particular side, mm-hmm. the other side is like, yeah, we're one hundred percent on that Agreed. side. I don't know how they go about figuring that out. Hopefully they do. Hey, let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're able to figure two it out together. But this is very reckless. This is another thing. So it's hard to. Like her saying he doesn't want to be labeled a distraction. She might as well just came out and like, he doesn't want to be labeled a guy that had two guns accidentally in his back at an airport. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be labeled a distraction. He doesn't want, it's like, this is the NFL. Yeah, what's done is done. He's an NFL player, yeah. and this is a big deal. It's a glass house. We hope they get it all figured out, honestly. Yeah. Ian Rapport has an update. Cornerback Jack Jones posted $30,000 bail for gun-related charges after being arrested at Logan International on Friday. Per East Boston Court District, he pleaded not guilty and is due back in court on August 18th, same day as the Pats' second preseason game for the probable cause here. Good news, he doesn't have to play in that one. He's, he's no. already on team. Yeah, yep. he is a starter. He's, a, he's already on team. So if we're just talking strictly football-wise, he's not missing anything. So what yeah. are the charges, though? Oh, there's uh, five of them. Yeah. Are they felonies? Uh, yeah, uh, I yeah. believe so. The minimum. Sentence. I think there's like four of them, four felonies. Yeah. On, um, but yeah, times two, right? Because it's two guns. It's for those four per gun. Yeah. Yeah. And also clip. He had. I, we don't know if he had an extendo or not, yeah. but had a clip. It's over at least 10. ten. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's fucking yeah. real. Carries a maximum sentence of twenty years. Yeah. Ma- like, mandatory. What is the gun law there? Hey, mandatory and, two and a half years. Yeah. So you cannot have a, a gun in Boston. No, he didn't have the uh, like proper identification or register or something along those lines with the gun. Probable cause hearing pretty much decides if it's going to go to trial. Okay, so Rosemary Scapiccio needs to stop, stop talking to, to us about being racist, and let's get to work about August eighteenth, yeah, which is now. Jack Jones is an NFL player, mm-hmm. so the lawyer that he is going to have is going to be a good one. Yeah. Rosemary, our first initial look at her, she's a dog. Yeah, lightning rod. Rosemary's going to be able to figure it out, and I appreciate her coming out publicly to defend her guy, but like that's just not reality. February 2019, she got somebody off on first-degree murder. December 2017, six non-guilty verdicts. Ooh, she good. Here's another not guilty first-degree murder. This lady is undefeated yeah. in Massachusetts courts. Mm-hmm. Rosemary Scapiccio 
is playing no games whenever she's in front of a jury or a judge. Jack Jones hired the right one here, it does seem like. Yeah. Let's hope Paisana can maybe make a play so he can play football again and not have his entire life taken from him at the age of 25, yep. staring down another contract potentially and football at a very high level. We hope it gets figured out. Congratulations. Come on, man. Good, Good, player. Player. Good player. Good player. Great player, right? Great player. So good. Hey, dog. Like, actual. Yeah, actual yeah. dog. I mean, just don't want to judge too hard here. Nope. Two guns, couple clips. Now, they say jog. Came from a real nice house mm-hmm. or whatever the whole, yep. you know, they did the whole Clarence. Real yeah, nice Clarence. Mm-hmm. Clarence, yep. yeah, from 8 Mile or yeah. whatever. Demetrius. They said that about Ja. The internet let their jokes fly about, hey, Ja, come on. Big time. You're watching rap videos trying to, this is not actually. Right. Doesn't translate. Feels like Jack, right. potentially, you know. Yeah. Feel like Jack Dog. Yeah, Jack dog Bull. on the football field and dog off the football field. field. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just say, and then we, we would like him to. You know, maybe harbor his uh, dogness a little sure. bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Just a little bit. Yeah. And we can't be forgetting guns and bags. Here's a – I don't speak for anybody except for me. But a lot of people seem to say the things that I say <laughs> are what they were thinking. Yeah. So I'll speak for the people who are thinking the same thing that I'm thinking right now to the NFL players. Hey, let's check our fucking bags for guns. Yeah, please. Okay, going forward. Yeah. We're taking a trip. It's trip time right now. Exactly. In the off season. It's trip time. Let's go ahead and just let's give a little peeksy. Okay. Let's just give a little peeksy in the bag before we get out there. No edibles, no dope, yeah. no mm-hmm. weed. Okay. No guns. Two yep. guns, two four clips. Okay. <laughs> let's get all that out of there. 30 seconds. So that we can continue to prosper. You've yeah. worked your entire fucking life to get here. Yeah. Let's change the trajectory of everything. Speaking of changing the trajectory of everything, this man that is joining us right now became the world heavyweight champion of the WWE just a few weeks back. Obviously, his work ethic is impeccable. He's been on this show before and given us an incredible conversation Mm -hmm. time and time again. He's a diehard Bears fan. Sorry about it. Does love sports. Been one of the faces of WWE for a long time. And to chat with us about this breaking news right here. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been told that for the first time in seven years... A premium live event is coming back to the great city of Indianapolis, Indiana on October 7th as Fastlane goes live from Gamebridge Fieldhouse Arena. (laughs) Tickets go on sale, I believe, tomorrow. Let's go. I assume the World Heavyweight Champion will be there. Ladies and gentlemen, he got stomped by Finn Bauer last night. Mm. Seth freaking Rollins. What? Nope. That's not Seth. Ladies and gentlemen, and Pat McAfee, my name is Paul Heyman. It is. Why would we let Seth Rollins handle an announcement like this when an announcement like this of this enormity of the publicity of the Pat McAfee show should go to a proven champion? That's right. Mm. Like your tribal chief, the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. Okay, so is Roman coming in? Uh, 
What happened? Where's Seth at? Like, legitimately, this is an interesting... <laughs> what, what happened to Seth Freaker Rollins? Did you kill Seth Freaker Rollins? Did you beat up Seth Freaker Rollins? Or Because they promoted it last night on Raw. <laughs> Seth Freaker Rollins yeah. on the Pat McAfee show. On yep. YouTube. I get excited. I'm like, hey, Seth Rollins and I are going to talk a little Bears football. What? We're going to talk about Fastlane, October 7th in Indianapolis, Indiana. First premium live event in Indianapolis in seven years. What? And then all of a sudden, I got the wise man, the microphone maestro, a man who has been with the Tribal Chief and with Brock... Lesnar, the man who founded ECW, which transformed wrestling, a guy who's been in the wrestling business since he's like 10 years old, actually writing and covering in a part of what happened here. Honestly, what happened here? Did you kill Seth freaking Rollins? Well, I I will forgive you for the understatement of my resume. However, uh, nothing's happened to Seth freaking Rollins past the fact that he got his head stumped in multiple times last night by Ooh. Finn Balor, and he has to get to NXT to defend his title against Braun Breaker if he can survive that challenge even at 100% this evening. But, uh, you know, sometimes the, 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 these phones, they uh, they can they, they can be manipulated. They can be hacked, and people can be given the wrong information about calling times. Uh, you know, and, yeah. like, I do know this. I do know if, if, if you really, if you're a Seth Rollins fan, and we all should be, of course. tremendous talent, Great. tune in to NXT tonight and watch Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker and watch the ascension of Braun Breaker as the next world heavyweight champion. Wow. wow. And oh, oh. then make your plans for Seth. Mr. McAfee, yeah. do you think that the fact that Fastlane yeah. – Comes to Indianapolis. Hell yeah. Based on the fact that Indianapolis is the host of the Indianapolis 500, that it's known for the, oh. the fast lane. Oh. 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 Wise, that's why you're the wise man. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, you're piecing it together. Oh. Not an insult. I didn't say something disparaging about your great city. I, I say this on behalf of, of the tribal chief, the head of the the table, the the ruler of the island of relevancy that now, now, not only does WWE bring relevancy to Indianapolis, oh. but by virtue of the fact that Indianapolis has either lent, licensed, or sold the name Fastlane from the Indianapolis 500 mm -hmm. to WWE, that Indianapolis brings relevancy to WWE. Hell yeah. Let's we go. like that, Paul. Love the way you speak and the way your brain operates. Uh, very thankful you're here. And now I didn't know it was going to be you, but I'm very excited about this because we got a lot to talk about, Paul, since the last time I've been around. Holy hell. We're talking about this bloodline story and everything that has happened Jeez. to this family. And we've got to watch along like this reality TV has been taking place right in front of our eyes every Mondays and Fridays. Right. What? House shows around the globe. What? and Obviously viral and trending every single week. But that island of relevancy that you speak about in the table that Roman is the head of Seemingly a lot smaller. Uh -oh. Paul, I saw what? you obviously squirm your way out of the ring <laughs> and you went over to the commentator's table as you watched on as Jay Uso delivers a boot to fucking Roman's mouth oh. after everything they've been through since right-hand man days. How do you feel? You feel a little empty? feel a little lonely? And is this 100% your fault? Is that how we should be viewing this? 100% my fault? Uh... I don't know how we could take that position, so I do respect your opinion. Um, listen, this is growing pains. And 
the Usos are now experiencing the same growing pains that they did when they were children, and they always were second to Roman Reigns. Whether it be on the football field or at the house or who got the better food for the better nutrition to build the better body or who could just whoop whose ass in the backyard. It was always, you know, the tribal chief that remained dominant over the twins. And it did take two twins to put one tribal chief down. I love the twins. I love Jay and Jimmy. And I, I hope that they will display the same greatness that they did as the greatest tag team champions of all time when they take their beatings from Roman Reigns and Solo at Money in the Bank July 1st in London. Okay, And I'm very proud of them for being willing to take those beatings. Okay. Well, I'm proud of them as well. You know, some people said they finally stood up for themselves. That's right. Oh. You know, some people said, this is not me. Listen, just like people are blaming you and saying it's all your fault. That wasn't my position. I'm just, this is what people are saying. Yep, you know, people, this yep. is what people are saying. Mm -hmm. People are saying they're proud of the USO standing up to their cousin who's kind of been just dragging them through the dirt oh, so that he can have, you know, this run that people are going to put in the greatest of all time status in conversation. Is that how you view it for those people are wrong, right? Roman didn't use his cousins. Roman wouldn't do that to his own blood. No. And now Solo's sitting there. He wouldn't do the same thing to Solo, right? What? That's not our tribal chief. Why are people saying this, Paul? Why has everybody got so confused? Oh, you know, it's like everyone wants to shoot out in the OK corral. You know, when, when, when you are the top gunslinger, everyone says, oh, I could draw the gun faster, but nobody truly can. <laughs> and and when, when Roman Reigns is the undisputed number one biggest box office attraction of all time, the WrestleMania grosses speak for themselves. The grosses in Saudi Arabia speak for themselves. The grosses in London and in Cardiff speak for themselves. The ratings on SmackDown. And this is with the loss of Pat McAfee as whoa, our color commentator. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak for themselves. Yeah. So everyone wants to take their pokes and take their criticism of Roman Reigns. And of course they do. He's undisputed number one. And when you are the undisputed number one, everybody says they can do the. I could have been a better president than Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay, I'm sure you could be. I, I could have been the first guy on the moon. Yeah, I'm sure you could have been. I, I could have beaten Michael Jordan in a game of horse. Yeah, I'm sure you could have. I could have done, I could have, I could have got a duel with Wayne Gretzky on the ice and, and scored on him. Yeah, I'm sure you could have. But, but none of them do. Everybody points their little nasty fingers at Roman Reigns and they say, but he's the undisputed tribal chief. And until someone can knock him off that, 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 that throne, then we're just going to have to live with your criticism. He, uh, Roman has changed the game, obviously. Yep. You know, from the Shield days to coming back to what he has evolved into over the last, how many days is champion wise, man? Oh, well past a thousand. Is that good? Wow. Yeah. You tell uh, me. You tell me. I think so. You remember back in the day, Sam Martino. Used to be the guy, obviously, Pittsburgh Paisan yep. legend. Was a champion forever, and that was because back in the day, you didn't really see him that much. He was going territory to territory. Then whenever he would get there, it's like, holy hell, our champions are Romans on TV every single week. That's right. As the champ. Now, there's been a couple weeks he's taken off, and there's certainly been things that people have talked about, but whenever you're the champion, you've earned the right to do whatever you want to do. His run's the greatest of all time. This is the greatest of all time right now, Paul? Undisputed. 
Anybody going to argue that? And who do they say? John Cena, uh, Steve, Rock, what? Hulk, what? Andre? What? No, they're disputing it. Undisputed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin didn't hold the title for a thousand days. John Cena didn't hold the title for a thousand days. The Rock didn't hold the title for a thousand days. Come on. And and then this era, with with this much pressure, with this level of competition, with a murderer's row of heavyweights that have come after him, how many title defenses against Brock Lesnar defeating John Cena, stacking Edge and Daniel Bryan on top of each other in the main event of WrestleMania, getting by, admittedly just getting by, Cody Rhodes? Come on. Look, look, look at look at the the roster that has been defeated by Roman Reigns. It's an all-time great legendary roster. I concur. And he also has an all-time great legendary person as a wise man. You the greatest of all time in your position? Undisputed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, wise man, a lot of people were throwing blame around for what happened, you know, last week with the Usos and Roman. But my question to you is, do you think that this really stems from what happened with Sami Zayn and how he kind of has planted this seed of, you know, not really being all about what Roman is doing right now? If Jey Uso can be manipulated by Sami Zayn, then I have less respect for Jey Uso at this moment than I did five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, come on. Shmooley is a schmuck. And, and, and you know, he's a wannabe. And, he, you know, he will go through life as Kevin Owens' best friend. You know, I, I told, I told the, the, the analogy that the whole thing with Sammy was about acceptance. And it's about, you know, the kid at school that, you know, I want to sit with, with those kids because those kids are the cool kids. Those kids are the accepted kids. Those kids are the relevant kids right sammy was the irrelevant kid that wanted to sit at the relevant table and now that he's out of the honorary position of being an honorary use he's irrelevant again so this is the so this is who you're going to listen to and be manipulated by come on what's the matter with you hey i'll tell you what that honorary use shirt was awesome so sweet you know all us whites were looking for it Mm -hmm. aren't we oh yeah yeah. we're all scouring we're all hoping to be an honorary use and it just kind of disappeared because sammy seemingly couldn't get along with the entire family and then now to connor's point you know a lot of people jay jay at the beginning didn't like sammy Mm -hmm. then him and sammy started to get along and then all of a sudden Sammy's like, hey, Jay, what are you doing? Snap into him. Hey, come on. What are we doing? And then now maybe Sammy is the the reasoning why this all took place. First crap. Wise man, that happened right underneath your nose. Oh, Where geez. the hell were you? This guy who's a schmuck, you said, potentially came in, mm-hmm. slizzed his way around, a tore the house down. Greatest house of all time, Jesus. you're saying. If you can be manipulated by Sammy Zane, I wouldn't want you in the bloodline. All right. Easy as that. Goodbye. Good, good, good. Good, good riddance to bad judgment. <laughs> All right. Tone has a question for you, Paul. Mr. Heyman, I was lucky enough to be in attendance at a WWE live event at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, okay? And I was lucky enough, and we were lucky enough, that our tribal chief blessed us with his presence. Me and Sam Roberts, we stood for our tribal chief. Yep. These two, yep. 
These two would not stand for our travel cheese. Those are false accusations. Erroneous. These two would not stand for stand our right tribal now. chief. Stand right now for him. He's not here. This is a makeup. Doesn't matter. No. When he, I always stand Erroneous when he's mentioned. Yep, that's Erroneous bull. I stand no. always when he's mentioned. These two would not stand for our Erroneous tribal chief. Nope. That's bull. Paul, what do you think about the people that won't acknowledge Roman Reigns like these two? Not true. I think the only people that I have less respect for than those who won't acknowledge Roman Reigns are those who snitch on those who won't. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Boom! Oh, cowboy hat just slid down. Yeah, this reminds me of Brock Lesnar. Pisses me off. Hey, Brock has been quite a challenge for old Roman. Mm -hmm. In that GOAT conversation, Brock's certainly there, been on the marquee for 20-some years. Ty has a question on that note. Yeah, Mr. Wiseman, when you look back at every WWE superstar you've run across in your illustrious career, if there's who's one guy, like your dream booking, that you wish Roman could have you know, got in the squared circle with, uh, whether it's you know guys from very early in your career or people who Roman maybe just passed over. Uh, who's one guy you really wish Roman could have got in there and just beat the absolute piss out of? Himself. <laughs> okay. Fair. Because, that, because that's really Roman's greatest challenge in life is topping himself. <laughs> that the Roman reigns of tomorrow has to be better than the Roman reigns of today, and the Roman reigns two days from now need to be better than the Roman reigns tomorrow. So the only true challenger to Roman Reigns is himself, that he has to be constantly better. He can never truly peak because once he peaks, that's it. We've, we've reached the apex. It's time to go do something else. Mm -hmm. But in challenging himself to be greater tomorrow than he is today and greater two days from now than he is tomorrow, then we are constantly evolving and the tribal chief gets better and better. So he's, looking to be the GOAT today and tomorrow eclipse that level to create an unprecedented level like an expanding universe is always bigger than it was a moment ago. <laughs> so he's never going to rest on his laurels, Yanni. which is, you know, it's, it's like the story of Michael Jordan showing up for practice at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh -huh. And the coach one day showed up at 1230 because it was a one o'clock practice. And he looked at him, he goes, MJ, practice begins at 1. And Michael said, yeah, I should be here tomorrow at 10 instead of 11, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the point. You got to outdo and outwork oh, and outperform yeah. and, and outclass and outchampion and outgrade everyone else, including and especially yourself. What an answer. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable answer. Especially with how long he's been around mm -hmm. wrestling business. Oh, yeah. That answer could have won anywhere. Instead, we just got a five-minute promo about Romo, or about Roman and greatness as a whole, about how you need to do it. Paul, you're a fucking microphone genius, pal. Yeah. You know that? I, I don't know if you would have ever got into politics and if you will ever get into politics. I would love to see you just fucking go <laughs> at one of these professional speakers. Yes. You know what I mean? These people that are in the real world making real decisions who feel like they're the smartest person of all time. Put them in a room with Paul Heyman mm -hmm. and let's just nobody else. No, we don't need any of their advisors, none of their consultants, no crowd to gas anybody up. Nope. Just empty room. Let's have Paul Heyman in there and said person. And that person might have said there'd be a better president than Abraham Lincoln. I never heard anybody say that, but you said it earlier and I was mm -hmm. listening. And then just watch you work. Was there anything other than wrestling you were ever going to do in your life? 
I still got a long time to go. Mm. I'm just getting started. And I'm just figuring this stuff out right now. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I feel like I just, I'm, I'm like in my sophomore phase of my career. In wrestling or life? In everything. <laughs> Hell yeah. I saw you talk to Rick Rubin for like three hours. I heard that podcast came out. That was incredible. Every There was quotes from like each 20-minute segment mm-hmm. kind of hitting the internet out of nowhere. And then you hear like Paul Heyman sat down with who? Rick Rubin. For how long? Three hours. Holy. Oh, the amount of knowledge that is just spilling out of brains there. I couldn't even fathom. Pac-Man has a question for you, Paul. Paul, what happened to uh, Run Truth the Killings? Did, uh, did he fall off? Uh, <laughs> where, where, where he been? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> our truth. Where's our truth? Where's our truth? No, like, can I get a translator? What did he say? <laughs> Where's our truth? Have he fell off? Where is he at? We haven't seen him. He's stunned somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> he stunk somewhere. He has no way. He, he, you know, here's the thing about our truth. I, I would actually identify where our truth is, but most of the time, our truth doesn't know where our truth is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we appreciate the hell out of you, Fast Lane, Indianapolis, Indiana, October seventh, first premium live event in seven years. The name Fast Lane, to Wiseman's point, ties into Indianapolis in a beautiful way. That's right. And then this Friday, what's Roman going to do? Is he going? Sh- He's got kicked in the mouth last week. Was it? Are we showing up? Your your tribal chief is omnipresent in WWE, and we shall address the Usos, and we will also have Solo with us at all times. Well, hey, you got to watch Solo. Seems like there's a chance, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? And I know Rikishi's out there. What? Huh? Doing one of these? You worried about Rikishi? Mr. McAfee, we, we, we eagerly are in anticipation of your return to SmackDown, sir. I need to get back in there. Paul, I need to get back in there. I fucking love that universe that you guys have created. You do, sir. You do, sir. We we miss you. And as for your greatness on commentary, your tribal chief and his wise man acknowledge you. Whoa. I appreciate you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of all time, Paul Heyman. That's unbelievable. You just got to get You can literally just point him in a direction. Mm-hmm. All right, Paul. Need something on music. He just cut a promo on his Instagram about Method Man wearing his goddamn I'm a Paul Heyman guy shirt. <laughs> and then he had this full... <laughs> Method Man's doing uh, RDLs, I do believe. Deadlifts. Mm-hmm. The Soviets did create it, so they call him Russian, I do believe. Oh, so it's RDL. Uh, but he was doing deadlifts, I do believe. And he has an I'm a Paul Heyman guy shirt on. And then I, I'm like, oh, that's pretty sick. I open it. The Instagram caption is like this long from Paul Haven. Yeah, whole screen. Just telling a whole fucking story about ECW, music choices, what everything is, Wu-Tang Clan, obviously. It's like literally Paul Heyman's been around the wrestling business for so long. He snuck into these rooms, writers' rooms as kids, acting like an 18-year-old. He was actually like 14 or something like that. Created his own dirt sheet. He was basically covering wrestling. People thought he was like a 25-year-old, a (laughs) 30-year-old. He was not at all. Then he got tied in with Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. That's rest in peace. That's why whenever he said, Cody just got by, I think he's actually known Cody since before Cody was even on this earth Mm -hmm. because he's kind of been around there. So the people that you meet in the wrestling world, because everybody goes to a wrestling event. Yeah. Musicians go to wrestling events. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, Athletes go to uh, uh, WWE events. All sports. Like 
Everybody. everybody. Theater yeah. people go. Yep. Celebrities. Like, everybody that comes into the wrestling world is just vast. So the amount of humans that Paul Heyman has either met, hung out with, or had a good time, literally since he's like 15 fucking years old, very, very deep, you just point him in a direction. Normally, he's going to be in a pretty good spot. <laughs> yeah. Him saying he wishes Roman, dream book, himself. <laughs> yep. And then cutting a yep. full Michael Jordan reference in there and, and everything else. The guy's phenomenal. He was always very nice to me as well. There was a couple of promos, um, you know, where I had some thoughts on what I was potentially going to say during the show. And I'd walk up to him and I'd be like, uh, I just started like, I think I'm on a boom and then pow and then pang. And then he would just like sit there and he'd go, how about what if, and then he would ask a question. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. I Should it. I say, shout out Paul Heyman? Whenever, as soon as I'm saying this, he goes, no, no, they'll know someday. And that day's today. <laughs> yeah. That day, that day yeah. is a good day. Like, Paul, Paul understood that. I think I'm not the only one, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's like one of the wisest humans in the history of sport, mm -hmm. of WWE and wrestling. And uh, I was very thankful that I got to meet him, learn from him, hang out with him. But goddamn, the bloodline's in trouble right now. It is. Oh, yeah. He doesn't good. even know it. No. I don't he even doesn't. think he knows it. Dissension mm -hmm. in the ranks. Not good. I did not expect him to turn that around on me when these two didn't stand for their trap. <laughs> we did. Yeah, that was the most Paul Heyman thing yeah. of all time. Damn loose. And then also, Seth was supposed to be on. He was. Yeah, what the hell happened there? I was actually pumped to talk to That's Seth. That's why I wore my wrong. fucking Iowa thing. Yeah. I knew he'd be pumped about it. I'll be excited to find out what the fuck happened there, too. Yeah. Hope he's okay. Like, yeah, shoot. okay? Like, yeah, shoot. Yeah. I am legitimately wondering what happened there. Get hurt? Now... Because we all have such good knowledge of Paul Heyman and wrestling business, we can do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. of course. Seth Rollins could be on the show. Freaking, sorry. Seth freaking yeah. Rollins can be on the show, and then all of a sudden Paul Heyman's face pops up, and then we go for 20 minutes or so. Imagine if we weren't prepared there, and all of a sudden we have the greatest speaker in the history of wrestling on the show, and we're just fucking have no clue. We know it. We follow it. Of course. Yep. Sure. We love it. We appreciate it. And I'm thankful for Paul Heyman joining us. I'm also thankful for some stuff happening around the NFL for us to talk about over the next few weeks, as there is really no water in the well of sport. No. Jair Alexander, who is no stranger to talking shit, mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. come out and spoke about what he thinks about Jordan Love, the new quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And you can hear Packers Nation sigh a great sigh of relief about what's being said about him behind closed doors by teammates during OTAs in a chemistry-building time. How do you feel like your leadership has grown? QB1, man. Come on, man. Let's QB in the lead right What's here, up, man. John Money? Now tell him stop trying me, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Appreciate that, John. Love the rag, uh, yeah, obviously, mm -hmm. down low. Yeah. I didn't know that was a look until now. Kind of like a teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtle yeah, look. Right. Tell pretty Looks sweet. pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, don't know how that hasn't happened beforehand. But I do love the fact that he's openly supporting Jordan Love. And I like the fact that Jordan seemingly really, I mean, the, it. with the head, he was right on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good and pocket presence. It was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was pretty nice to kind of follow because Jay was kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit. He kept his eyes on him, found him, and then he sticks up for his teammate. That's good news. Nice All things coming out of Green Bay about Jordan Love are super positive. You have to love everything about this. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm finally, I mean, I was like a couple weeks ago, but you have that like grieving period where it's like, okay, Rodgers is gone. This team's going to look incredibly different. I hope they don't suck, but I don't know. And I'm kind of on the other side of that. Like, yeah, hearing all the stuff out of camp that he's looked great and his teammates love him, like, that's awesome. Hey, his teammates love him is a big deal. For yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. If he stunk, teammates would not love him. A right. Absolutely. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah, I, we're fucked. Uh, he must be throwing it pretty good. Exactly. And I think, like, now, like, it's just, as a Packers fan and a lot of Packers fans, like, you, the excitement going into the year was always, like, 
hey, we're we're right there contending to win a Super Bowl because we have Rodgers and we have the offense. And now it's kind of like the excitement of the unknown and just like hoping like, hey, th- this could be another incredible run. But like the the excitement is palpable. Like I'm very excited to watch him play this season. I like that he's called Ja too. We'll start doing that. Uh, yeah, we'll act like we know him. Pack to your point though, if he sucked, Ja wouldn't be signing up to get on camera to tell him that he's good. Oh, no, I doubt that. And he got big shoes to fill, man. I'd say. Um and Rodgers, then and guy gloves. before that was yeah. good. Yeah. He need to be the guy. But from my understanding and everything that we're seeing, um, he's had a, a very good OTAs. And guys don't normally come out and speak um, about the quarterbacks if they're not fulfilling mm-hmm. what the last quarterback did, knowing with all everything that went on with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So it sounds like everything going good. I've seen a couple of clips. Look like he got a cannon on his arm. Man. Yeah, could have. Mm-hmm. Clips look much better now than they did coming out, but yeah. which is good. Sometimes you just need a little bit of work and need a little bit of growth. And I think Rappaport brought up about how whenever Patrick Mahomes is going to be the starter after one year of being benched behind Alex Smith to yes. kind of groom and grow and everything like that, all the Chiefs are like, yep. we got a guy. You have no idea. We had a caller call in from Kansas City to our show and say, this guy's going to win the MVP next year. And we said, Alex Smith almost just won the fucking MVP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's playing the best football he's ever played, and of course you're going to trade him away. Like, that is Alex Smith's career it seems like and why would you start this guy he didn't even win in college Kansas City Chiefs fans were calling into our show everybody in the building was like I was getting texts from people in the building like hey 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 what your, that caller said mm-hmm. chance yeah we got a guy <laughs> this guy is different this guy's different now he got to play against Denver I do believe last game of the season mm-hmm. because Alex Smith and Andy Reid had done so well they had a buy yeah. had already guaranteed a number one overall seed so they could rest their players in the last week which was against Denver and Patrick Mahomes came out and sliced and diced yeah. but it wasn't just that game in practice against the defense Patrick, I guess, was doing this shit that yeah. we see him now against the Chiefs defense, and they're like, we we have no confidence going into games. Why is that? Well, the quarterback playing against us is better than every quarterback that we're going to play <laughs> against. So practice is harder, but also we're getting fucking cooked Wednesday through fucking Saturday by this guy. So when he became the starter, it seemed to be very loud. I think with Aaron leaving, there was a little bit of hesitancy from everybody automatically going, hey, let's temper expectations a little mm-hmm. bit. Pressure is already what it is on Jordan Love since the day he's been drafted. Yeah. So you didn't hear as many like, this guy's a Amazing. He's going to be amazing. So I think Josh saying this and everything else that we're learning has been very refreshing to hear. But also, I'm sure Jordan Love's like, hey, yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah, like, you know, th- mm-hmm. thank you. People were saying like, hey, let's go do this because rap was like a little different response to Jordan Love than it was to Patrick Mahomes. It's like, well, I think also a much different situation than it was with Patrick Mahomes. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers been there for 18 years and Alex Smith who had been on a couple different teams. No, Alex offense. Smith was a good quarterback, but he was nowhere near like he's not a Hall of Fame radically. Right. Like, no offense. Yeah. So I think it's been handled a little bit more delicately because mm-hmm. of the whole situation. But I love seeing this type of shit. And I think with like the tempering expectations, like we talk about it all the time. Like if you're a Steelers fan or you're a Patriots fan like expectations are always going to be what they are like just because he's a first year quarterback doesn't mean people are going to be okay with the Packers winning five games this year but Mm. I was thinking about it and it was like you know just little things like turnovers like Rodgers has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the history of the NFL so like as a Packers fan like that's something you're probably gonna have to eat a little bit more like this guy's gonna turn the ball over more than Rodgers did and that's okay because other quarterbacks turn the ball over exactly Rodgers is Rodgers and I think that's just how I've started to frame it's like you can't go into the season looking at him and being like okay he needs to be Rodgers from from the jump, which I think a lot of people will naturally do, but like that's not the case. And I've yeah. said I said this, and it got me into a lot of shit one weekend. I said like, has Gunskun's proven he's a good GM? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has. I you said that. I said this is gonna 
This is his thing. For yeah. sure. This is 100%. This is Guti's players. Yeah. This is Guti's quarterback. Yeah. If they go on to be great, Guti's going to be talked about as being one of the greatest GMs of all time. Yep. Mm-hmm. If they don't, though, this is going to be what Guti's remembered for, right. pushing Aaron Rodgers out of town yep. for this new guy. So that pressure in of itself on Jordan Love. Yeah. Yep. Huge. Mm-hmm. Massive. Then if you were to add on, if everybody was to come out and talk like Patrick Mahomes, hey, this guy's just as good, even better. This yeah. guy's yeah. going to be even better. It's like I feel like they're trying to make Jordan Love's life a little bit easier than it yeah. has been. And, and it will. And it, I appreciate that. It'll be it's gonna be a lot more easy. You know how it is, Pat, in the locker room. Once you can get the respect of the guys in the locker room, it make everything so much easier. The way you carry your day, you know, you ain't walking around with you looking back over your shoulder. So um I think this is really good, man. And if he can handle the, do the same thing with live bullets, you know, it's a little different with live bullets. Yeah, there is a difference between some people, yeah. you know, on Thursday at the practice facility and Sunday <laughs> in an actual game. But yeah. feels like Jordan has been built for it. Yeah. Seems like his mindset is ready for it. And I'm kind of pumped to see how it all goes. I'm yeah. pumped to see if there are some struggles what yeah. people do. I'm pumped to see if he's immediately great. Yeah. what people do. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a thrusting of him being the next great one, too, mm-hmm. if he gets going. And as a Green Bay Packers quarterback, you're going to sell out every single stadium you go to. For sure. Every single week, it's going to be pressure. It's, it's going like, to take time. Though. I'm pumped to learn about this guy. Oh, yeah. Because we talk about the next generation of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we talk about them all right now. There's a next generation that is fucking phenomenal with football. Yep. Really good. Imagine we add J-Lo into that thing. Yeah. And it's on the NFC side. Boom. Which yeah. is great. Not for Jalen Hurts, who's Seemingly has the NFC on lock right now yep. mm-hmm. for the next 10, 15 years. If you think, I mean, Brock Purdy, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. Or Trey. Dak. Mm-hmm. Dak's Vines. a good quarterback. Oh, nobody you know, talks they, about They don't. Him. They don't. Dak does not get talked yeah, about. Not. I mean, he played 13 games. He led the league in interceptions. Yeah. Kellen <laughs> you know? he wants to get back there and sling it. Yeah, he wants yeah, to like the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what he wants to do. So he's going to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Well, with the Packers, real quick, like the NFC North, I don't know if you can pick a team and be like, hey, they're definitely going to win the division. Right. Wide right. open. Uh, it is. Oh, okay. And look, look at the Vikings. Foxes yeah. wide yeah. open. Yeah. I've been though. here and for they're 28 the favorites. years. Yes. I've done this for 28 years. We are the favorites, but that doesn't mean shit. No. That was awesome. Because Fox, that was the first time in Foxy's fanhood with a microphone in front of him's career. Yeah. That that was that Stage statement was said, uh-huh. and he could have been in there. It's not wide open. That's right. It's a Detroit Lions. Brand new Lions. Instead, Foxy was like, "No, no, no, yeah. no." And no, trust no. me, I do believe this team. I think they'll make the playoffs, and I think actually that we'll go ten and seven and win a playoff game this hey! year. Yeah. I really believe that. So this sounds so stupid, but my entire life as a Lions fan, I'm sure this is an unpopular opinion. I haven't gave a fuck about the NFC North because I've never expected to win the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in there. So for me, Whoa. I just want that wild card spot. And to win a playoff game. I felt like that's the only way the Lions were going to do it. And I kind of still feel that way. Yes, I want them to win division. Don't get crazy. But really, I just want to win a playoff game. So, like, that was a compliment to Brett. Brett, oh, that was a compliment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was. That was a compliment. Just making sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. The way yeah. you said it was proper, mm-hmm. but yes. you said his name. Yeah. Chris Paul yesterday complimented him as well. Exactly. Just, just so we're fucking on the record mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every, a lot of compliments, old BF. <laughs> Great golf ball whacker. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. think he's still swinging a stick? I mean, if his forearms are half the size of what they were in the Bahamas, yeah, I think he is. I, I would assume he's still hitting balls. Yeah. I do think that, like, it's a little inside baseball here. Mm-hmm. I think he was potentially out on his land in Mississippi. Yep. Sure. Okay, after everything was going on. Mm-hmm. Hitting golf balls, mm-hmm. throwing a football around. Yep. Fly fishing. For a couple of months, probably. Yeah. Fucking and, yeah those then jeans. it came back, and they're like, hey, by the way, that whole thing just happened. <laughs> 
and everybody knows about it. He's like, oh, fuck, goes back out there. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go hit some more golf balls. Yeah, right. <laughs> he comes back like two months later. They show him a clip from our show. I thought we knew those what guys. The fuck? Show him Shannon Sharp. He's like, I played with this guy's brother. Yeah. And then show him another thing. And some more golf balls. Do you want us to do you want us to zoom? Yeah, yeah please. And then he fucking goes I'm right back. Go hit some more balls. <laughs> Get it done. We don't know if that's true. No, we don't know if that's true. But as I was trying to piece the whole thing together, that's I was just thinking to myself, like, do you think that he just? <laughs> do you think he didn't? I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. I did see that Shannon Sharp said he's getting back on TVs yep. in the morning soon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you start going through who has morning TV spots open. So I guess anybody if Shannon Sharp's available has yeah. an opening. He's to move taking, somebody. He's not taking Zubin's spot. That's real early. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, no way he signed up for six. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at the 10 o'clock. I mean, I, I feel like the only one that I, at least I have seen publicly make a, you know, statement for him to come on is Stephen A. I don't know, but, you know, they also was early, too. They did that shit at 530 a.m. L.A., yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Wait, un, undisputed, not undisputed. Yeah, yeah. But East Coast, it's not. So, like, Zubin's spot, is he still doing the... 6 a.m.? 6 to 10, right? Isn't that ESPN right yeah, now? Yeah, no, but that's uh, Kellerman, Keyshawn, and Jalil. Oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I think East Coast, 6 a.m. would be a waste of Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Not enough people would... No, yeah, he needs right. to be closer to yeah. when Eight, people are actually ten, starting their day, yeah. 10 so, would be... So, like, if he's on there with Stephen A., we're all very... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he awesome. publicly... We would be yeah. very pumped about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we would. I yeah. want that to happen. And I understand, like, the parade of people that go through first take is cool. If you got Shannon Sharp, though, Correct. What he is a parade. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He is, is a, and you can still bring other people in. Mm-hmm. And Shannon's interviewing skills with Club Shay Shay are great. Shay Stephen Shay. A's interviews, mm-hmm. great. I mean, that's a powerhouse team. Now, does Shannon deserve his own show? Yes. Yeah, we sure. all feel that way. Mm-hmm. But he's saying he's getting back on TVs in the morning soon. That gets me pretty excited because... What Fox is the Craig Carton show, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What else? I mean, I guess like CBS Sports, which we have on here. Like, I'm sure they would be more than happy to be like, all right, we're done. Put they would have to give him like a master. messy deal, I think. For, yeah, for sure. Right for now. sure. They'd have to give him a percentage of CBS. Yeah. Jim yeah. Rome deal. Now, I heard CBS is in on J.J. Watt. They are, yeah, That's for right. the well, uh, the pregame show on Sundays. As somebody that went through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. With uh, <laughs> with the same with the same, same exact yep. people. Not everything you read is accurate. There was some clear, clearly false statements being made by Marshawn in the post about the negotiation that I was going through. But there was also how the fuck this guy get this information in the area? Yeah, you know. So like, there, there was a lot. Of, the way Marshawn operates, I don't know who he has, how he has it, but he does have some of his information is on, very on, and it's like wow alarmingly close to what's actually happening here. And me and only like three other people know this information. So Marshawn's plugged in. Then I start trying to piece together mm-hmm. who is potentially telling Marshawn, just strictly because, just like we try to do with Ian, yeah. Yeah. just like we try to do with Schefter, it's like, yeah. congrats on the plug, whatever it is. And then there was some stuff that he was saying that was just like, not even close. Help me through the immensely. Loved yeah. to see it being written down. Loved yeah. everything he yeah. loved everything he was saying uh, for some things, but they were way off. So you don't know what is on and what is off, but J.J. Watt allegedly has numerous suitors and is trying to figure out what he's up to. CBS would be for the kickoff show. Yeah, and they said I think a big part of it is because they have the Super Bowl this year that they want to maximize him doing that, and then he would be part of the Super Bowl coverage, but he was the one that said too, like, I'm not doing full time. Like I, I want to basically, you know, work when I want to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, not a bad. When you've made a couple hundred million dollars, yeah. Yeah. you have that luxury, and you're already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, own a team. Just had a baby. <laughs> got a family growing. God bless you, Zeke. Yep. The whole uh, the whole thing about it, be who you can afford to be. He's about the exact moment that J.J. Watt has right now. Yeah, right. exactly. And he's crushing it, too. Do whatever the hell you yeah, want. Keep it going. We appreciate the hell out of you, J.J. No one might be open for Shannon. Isn't NBC, uh, isn't one of their slots in the morning opening up now? They don't really have, like, a morning sports presence, though. Like, theirs is, like, local. It's, like, news. Well, pro morning. football talk. Aren't they on? That's They're a, on what, Peacock? That's Peacock, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because they also have USA, yeah, I thought they and were. they have NBC. Yep. And they use USA as almost like a pseudo-sports network in between keeping up with the Chrisleys, mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw. Burn Notice. Law yeah. & Order. Suits. Monk. Suits. Suits. And then there, and I, there's like, sports in like there as well. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then they just, I think their president just wanted to become the athletic director for Notre Dame. Notre Dame, right. yeah. Pete Bavacqua, yeah. who... I guess we could say it now. It doesn't matter. Pete Bavacqua was in the Thunderdome. Yes, he was. He can spin a fucking football. Oh, yeah. He can fire it. Pete Bavacqua yeah. can spin yeah. a fucking pigskin. Accurately. I was. He was the best throwing suit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Certainly in this Thunderdome. And he was a walk-on punter at Notre Dame back in the day. Okay. So and then he became, he was at the Golf Channel. And then he became the NBC Sports president. Then the NBC, something at Comcast stepped down pretty high up because some shit came out like a month and a half, oh, yeah. two months ago. Then Pete Bavacqua just recently, within two weeks ago, uh, steps out to go be the athletic director at Notre Dame, his alma mater, where he was on a football player. And that was a piece of information I think that surprised a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> just out of nowhere, you know, like, well, that had to be taking place for quite some time. Pretty good mm-hmm. time there. He's good. I. I'm a big fan of old Pete Bavacqua. That's a good gig. He was always very yeah. straight up with us. Yes. He was very, seemed to be clear-minded, knew what he wanted, knew what the future looked like. The NBC team that kind of came out and chatted with us uh, numerous times, good people. Great people. But Pete, now the AD for Notre Dame, can spin the pigskin. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the NBC lineup looks like. I am, I am, that was always a big question of mine. Yeah. But let's get to a break. Seems and- like all roads lead DSPN, kind of. Does doesn't it? I mean, it, it just when you look at the landscape of everything else, like that would that by far makes the most sense. Especially if you see what ESPN's allowing Stephen A. to do with his podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the club Shay Shay. Yes. You're able to do. I mean, that would be. Yeah. Hey, we, they're the even morning. running because Stephen A. owns the Stephen A. Smith Show. Yep. Formerly No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's the Stephen A. Smith Show. Yep. Smart move. We're all big fans of that. Because mm-hmm. you gotta have some mercy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Robot. They're oh. letting him run. He's running logo graphics across the bottom for the Stephen A. Smith show, YouTube, yeah. whenever it's happened. That's great promotion yeah. for something he owns. That's a good deal between Stephen A. and ESPN, who obviously is indebted to Stephen A. for his services. But Stephen A. builds that thing up, then he sells. That's his. Yeah. Shannon builds up a club, Shay Shay, then he sells. It's a little different whenever you're renting an apartment inside of a building or building your own building. Yeah. Sure. You know, the prices are a little bit different in conversation. <laughs> And joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. What? He is currently the champion of Ohio, which means you got to call him Mr. President of Ohio, A.J. Yep. Hawk. Mm-hmm. He's a father of 10, a COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-time leading tackler for Jordan Love's Green Bay Packers, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Yeah! A.J., how you doing, pal? 
I'm good. How are you guys doing? You know, not bad. We're reminiscing about the Chris Paul conversation that we had yesterday uh, before we got on the air. Uh, some Somebody commented on Instagram that that was Jerry Rice-A-Roni levels of uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Did you? Uncomfortable? I, what was uncomfortable? I had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. that was sweet. But I did see a couple of those comments out there. What were your thoughts on it, AJ? Uh, you know, Chris Paul <laughs> sliding in there yesterday to talk about his book, 61. I mean, it's... Weird timing for him. He has a book come out as he's flying to what to do Strahan show. The morning. Is that Good Morning America or, or yep. the other? Today's show. Oh, I thought it was Good Morning America. Today's show. Okay, yeah, but yeah, GMA. weird timing where GMA. It was Good Morning America. Good Morning America. Good morning, America. GMA on ABC. Boom. Of course. That's why he was at the Disney upfront. There it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm buying. Boom. Bang. Strahan's unbelievable. Oh yeah, he is. But you're right. He it's kind of a weird thing. His son told him about it. Well, weird timing, though, and also I, I understand, like, he, it's probably kind of weird to do a bunch of publicity for a book that just came out, but also at the same time, it's, if somebody was a master marketer, they would have done this on purpose. Hey, let's get, let's try to get traded the same day our book comes out, get a good pub, we go out there, we, we sell a ton of books. Like, that could happen as well. I thought about it last night as, uh, you know, because it did not go how I would have hoped. Sure. So, you know, a lot of these conversations, yeah. as I'm having them, I'm like, it is pretty good. I'm excited to see where we go. Paul Some of them, like, yeah, bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Paul Heyman said, there's people that say, I'm going to be a better president than Abraham Lincoln. You aren't. Yeah. yeah. That was a great line. But, uh, you know, like, as I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, I feel like we've gotten some good shit out of this. I feel like I've learned a lot out of this. I feel like I've gotten better out of this. I assume our viewers and listeners are feeling the same exact way. I take great pride in it. That's my job now. Yeah. You know, like, this yeah. is what I do. Yeah. This is what Yesterday, I just felt like I could never get out of stable. You know what yeah, I mean? I could never yeah, yeah. really get the horse onto the track. So that was a little bit of a difficult thing. But I last night, I was doing a little self-scout. It was there. Now, granted, we didn't know he was coming on until very late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was scheduled to be a different time. We had an opening because something else happened. He had an opening. We just kind of made it take place at the same exact mm-hmm. time. Here we go. Let's do that. Should have asked him, is there any lessons that your pop taught you that can maybe help you handle being cut or traded from a team in the middle of a book run? Yeah. yeah, that would have been yeah. good. That's yeah. what I should have fucking asked. Yeah, yeah, that and normally, I want to let everybody know. Normally, and it's part of me being a sellout and on decline. Once you hit your apex, it's kind of all over. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman said that about Roman. Mm-hmm. Normally, would have thought of that in the middle of that thing. I was flustered. I did not. So last night there was a little, a lot of self scout. We will let you know that something like that will never happen again. Ain't right. that right, AJ? That'll never that fucking correct. happen. Again. Never. Yeah. Self scout is key. You're right. We all have to self scout. Amen. I can't watch me a lot. Every once in a while, I watch a video that we put out. Uh, like at night at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one from last week. Bingo. Yeah, the meat smoking one had mm-hmm. to watch it. Because yep. it was getting a lot of action. So yeah, I had, had to, to see it. Check, yeah. Every once in a while, a video will go on Twitter. And I'm like, well, what, what, what did, how did we exactly? <laughs> and I'll listen it back. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what a fucking doofus. <laughs> me. I'm talking about me. So every once in a while, you know, I'll have to watch something that we did. I try to stay away from it. The wife hears me talk too much anyways. She doesn't need me in the room and my phone. Sure. Doing the same uh, thing. Yep. Double. But every once in a while, you know, I need to hear what the fuck is going you know what mm-hmm. how did we what lay did say how did we lay this whole thing out because yeah. we're in here guns are blazing watch a couple of the chris ball clips i put a, hey talk put together a good clip he yeah did. he did he did talk yeah. put together a good clip i was actually kind of shocked that that went up i was like oh okay here so we go so there was a couple things that i watched i'm like oh. yeah so everything i was feeling was exactly yeah. what i think and then i watched talk's clip that he put together and i was like good 
Hell yeah. Then I went to bed about 1 o'clock, woke up, you know, baby this morning. <laughs> yep. We're off and running. Let's talk about some things happening around the NFL. We were just talking about this as we ended the last hour, so the audience is obviously going to get a little double dose of this particular convo, but we thought it was a big deal. Pac-Man, myself, obviously everybody else. But in that locker room, whenever you've got teammates trying to get on camera to talk about how good you are publicly, especially if this is your first time starting and you're in place of a guy who's a – Going to be a Mount Rushmore player of the league. Yeah. What Jair Alexander, call him Ja. Yep. Ja. Uh, call him Ja. Ja Money, right. I think I heard too. Vinny Vinny Vecchi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out, you know. Yep. It's murder. Ja yeah. said over Jordan Love. It's QB1, best quarterback in the league right now. And then one about his business. Great that the locker room is on Jordan Love's side in this whole thing. Not that they wouldn't. You know, not that they wouldn't publicly support him knowing what he's in, but trying to get on camera to compliment him means things have to be going well in Green Bay, I I think, KJ. Yeah, they're offering, like, their praise. It's one thing if the media is talking to them at their locker and they say, hey, so what do you think about Jordan Love? What kind of progress has he made? How good is he? And they say, oh, he looks great. He's doing everything right. But when they take it upon themselves to tell the media and to tell people publicly how good somebody is, I think that's a good thing because it's like – John knows, like, hey, that's on record. If Jordan Love is garbage, you were sitting there saying he's QB1, you could always say, hey, you know, I'm always going to be with my guy, but it seems like they truly believe it. Yeah, John's not going to go out of his way to say I'm not saying they believe – I'm not saying they believe that Jordan Love is better than Aaron Rodgers. No, they're not saying that, but they're saying, hey, we got a guy. This guy's – Of course, listen, we we understand that whole aspect of it. Wouldn't be believable. Yeah, that would – Like, legitimately, wouldn't. So on this particular – Because we just don't know. Nobody knows yet. Yeah, exactly. Anything. Could be. Fuck. We have no idea. That's possible. We have no clue what could happen with Jordan Love. But sometimes on this show, you know, like, uh, we'll start taking, we'll start exploring the space. Of course. Of reality. Yeah, Yeah. you have to. You know, and the boys will start exaggerating some things. Well, here and there. And then every once in a while, one person just says something that, like, makes me go, Oh, you're lying right see. now. Mm-hmm. See? You see? You took it too far. It wasn't in the believable. <laughs> yep. A little too much. wasn't in the believable thing. I just found out that you all were kind of coercing against me to lie to make me feel a certain way. Him coming out and saying best quarterback in the league, I didn't feel like that, though. No. Mm-hmm. Felt like Ja was like, hey, this guy's really fucking good. Yeah. Good news for the Packers. AJ, do you feel a little – I was thinking about this last night, too, as oh. I couldn't sleep because of how everything went yesterday. And I'll read that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah. will. First right. one, you will. Yeah. You told him you'd listen to it, actually. Which is me listening did, to somebody else who read it. Yeah. So, did you read it? Technically. You know what I mean? Oh, I listen to audio. I love definitely audio. not going to read it. Yeah, there's no chance I'm going to read that thing. Yeah, you bring back read spark notes. To it. Still a good book. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to listen to somebody else's description. Tell yep. oh. This has been happening since fucking fourth grade. <laughs> it ain't never going to stop. Nope. And I probably knew that I could probably host a talk show very young whenever I had to go give a book presentation on a chapter sure. that I did not read. But I was certainly told about in about a two-minute period mm-hmm. from good friend, good compadre, good pal, probably CFO Phil, to be yeah. honest with you. Hey, what happened in last night's chapter? Boom, bang, pal. Got Thank it. you. Pat, will you please come up and do You got it. Absolutely. Boom. I am out there doing it. So that'll happen with Chris Paul's book. But I thought about you. And I thought about a lot of the old, you know, the TJ Langs and the guys that are, you know, John Kuhn, who obviously works for the team. It's like you guys are very tight with Aaron in that era, pretty much, of the Packers. And I know the Packers is one of the most established teams in the history of sports let alone in the NFL. And Curly Lambeau did a hell of a job kind of setting his yeah, entire thing. Yeah, he did. Crushed it. On, on the right trajectory yeah. in that beautiful Thank town you. of Green Bay. But do you guys feel a sense of, like, 
this is a different Packers now, like a different era, different run. Do you feel a little more separated to the Packers than maybe you were at one point whenever the guy who was quarterback when you were there was still there? That's a real question. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's definitely something that I felt like once Aaron said publicly that he wants to go to the Jets and then once it was official and he did go to the Jets and, hey, here we go, Jordan Love, I think I came on here and I instantly started asking, like, what does that facility feel like every morning going into OTAs and stuff? It would just be a different feel. It really would. Not knowing that, even though Aaron wasn't there a bunch during OTAs anyway later on, it still is a different feeling knowing he's not our quarterback. Like, we have a new guy stepping in when he's been – how many years did Aaron start there? 16? I don't know. 16, 16, 17? Yeah, so like 20s? it's just – yeah, it is a different yeah. era. It's definitely yeah. a different era there for sure. 25 years, 30 years. Sure, See, right. that's what we would do. Yeah. That would be the taking it too far, <laughs> yep. not believing. 30, 35. Those first 15 to 20, anybody would have said, been like, yeah. Even like 23. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. Sure, Fuck, yeah. it's a long time. Yeah, but yeah, that makes sense. That seems like really long. But gray we, hair. And you, I'm talking about you, though, specifically, and like the alumni to the Packers. And you say we, what's the building feel like? I don't know if you're referring to as like alumni of Packers or if you're talking about in-building of Packers. But I'm talking about you specifically. All-time leading tackler for the team. Yeah, big yeah. deal. How do you, do you – you know what I mean? Do you still feel – Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while since I was there, obviously, but having Aaron there definitely gave me like a – he felt like a connection to the team because he's the guy running the show. He's the quarterback. Now, there's definitely other people still around, not many players that were there when I was. Of course. But coaches – train like, not even coaches. Coaches are all pretty much gone that were there when I was. But it's, it's like we talk about trainers – equipment people, those are the people that kind of keep me connected, I feel like. So that's who I talk to with the Colts as well. Now, granted, I had to pay a lot of money to have a suite in the stadium, and I watch the game, and we cover the NFL, and we're in Indianapolis, (laughs) so naturally, we're going to have a connection to the Colts, but it's like all the coaches and players, whenever I was there, aside from a couple, are no longer there, but I still feel a little bit of a connection to the building. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, do you feel like you lost your connection to the building? No. Doesn't feel like it. No, I didn't lose my connection to the building, but no, it definitely feels like it will maybe – lo- maybe when the season comes, I'll feel more removed from the team when I'm watching them play. So, like, at West Virginia, for instance, they kind of wanted our era to fucking, you know. Yeah, similar to the Colts. They go to the Big Why? 12. There's no way, though. Why? Because they went to the Big 12. We were in the Big East. Big East. You know, it was a new AD, new Does anybody coach. care about what, what you're in? In yeah, real life, conference. in real life, no. But like, whenever you're talking about egos and legacies and yeah. everything like yeah. that, they wanted our and they, the people that were in charge then are going to say that's not the case. It's I mean, you guys put them on the map. You guys put West Virginia on the map. That era, we know, yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we 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 very <laughs> yeah. much well aware. We very much yeah. understand. They that. don't. We yeah. saw the place whenever we got there. When I got there, I couldn't even imagine when Pat got there three Shit years hole. earlier. We saw the place <laughs> and then what it is now because of some things that happened. But it was very apparent. And not by, by the way they treated me. Fuck, I was just the kicker, punter, all-time leading scorer at the school, All-American a couple of times. I did miss two kicks in the first quarter, I guess. But, yeah, you fucking get it. Two Record sports, told. two yeah. different positions, All-American, whatever. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. But the other players there I was lucky to be teammates with actually did all that shit. You know, I just got to ride coattails, kick a lot of extra points, and kind of maybe flip the field every once in a while if they weren't able to get a first down, which was very rare. So I'm not saying I was a part of it, but the way, like, our guys were treated, like Steve, Pat, Owen, Darius, what? Reed, what? you name it, just like all the guys that were at the top, it wasn't like a, hey, we need you back in the building. It was almost like, hey, we're going in a different direction. And then whenever they're putting posters up around the stadium, it was like the big posters were the new stars, the big 12 guys. And like Pat and Steve basically weren't even kind of seen in it all because they wanted to kind of redo their entire like, hey, 
we did this, you know, as opposed to living in the past all the time, which makes no sense in reality, in real life. But decisions were made. That was the outcome. And now we're all kind of all getting back together. Let's yeah. let's make this whole thing good we're again, it out. which is good. We're kind of figuring. But at the Colts, new GM, what? new coach, they fucking painted over the wall in the building. Why? <laughs> painted over the the mural of all the Unitas got his face fucking yeah fat. that's nuts you know what I mean like that that happened whenever the new GM and new coach came in and it was like we're, we're this is a whole new team whole new vision it's like yo a lot of great history here yeah. yeah I just hope that the Green Bay Packers don't do the same is what I'm kind of iterating at like yo just because Aaron left and we are obviously yeah. fans and we would hope at this stage good friends of Aaron Rodgers, would like the Packers legends to still feel, you know what I mean? Like you, for instance. Like, this guy's the Appreciate all-time leading it. tackler for the yeah. fucking team. Like, mm-hmm. right. would like you to still feel connected, I think. And that doesn't always happen. Yeah, connected and appreciated. Yeah, I think um, the teams, I, I don't get it because the guys before had to build up something to get where we at. You get what I'm saying? Um, I will say this. Yeah. Cincinnati does a, a great job of putting players up so you can remember, oh, yeah, this dude here it was the all-time punt uh, return record, Adam Jones. Then they got all the Pro Bowls and stuff up. But like you said, a big thing is the trainers because the trainer and equipment people pretty much going to be there for a long time. So um, I always keep in contact with those guys. But I think as as big organizations, they need to do better of honoring I think yeah, a lot of places before. do. Yeah. yeah. I think just it, it's like any place of work. If somebody was to accomplish great things there or do something for your business, you would hope that when that person is comes back, is welcomed into the business. Now, right. not other businesses, and I know professional sports are vastly different than sales or anything else that, that could happen. There's turnover at the top, though, mm-hmm. yeah. more often. Now, the great places don't have that happen, and we'll dive into that here in about eh, 35 seconds as we finish this thought here. But, like, I just hope that you guys are all still welcome back, even though this has become a pretty public thing, because I've seen it at other places, and it's not cool. You know, it's like not a not a cool thing. I hope you all get to a game. I hope the Packers organization remains in contact with all the ex-greats because you guys have done fantastic things. And we're just now learning that you could not beat the curse of not having a parade That's right. after winning the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. there's nothing you guys could have done any better. Your arrow was great. Aaron's arrow was fantastic. Now we move into the next one. Let's go shake their hunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of teams that are like a college and kind of have an open-door policy to any ex-greats that were a part of their program. Actually welcomed, wanted, and appreciated back in the building. In the NFL, not normal at all. City that I'm from, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Steelers have always operated that way, and it's because there hasn't been as much turnover at the top. Mike Tomlin, Bill Carr, last two coaches, 50 fucking years pretty much. So whenever you have the same coaches at the top, people probably feel a lot more welcome, but the Roonies have always been that way. It's almost, you know, the... Everybody says, once of this, always of this. Mm. The Steelers feel like they actually believe that. They're very much like a college organization. And T.J. Watt caught up with Ben Roethlisberger, who not only has a sweep, but is now almost all the way back in the building, which I think every Pittsburgh Steelers fan is happy about. That is not normal. Okay, You don't just see ex-players back in and around the building because sometimes guys, once they get forced out of the NFL, it's the first time they've been told they're not good enough, and they get a little jaded towards the sport. 
okay, as a whole. Like, fuck football. This, I, they don't want me. I don't want them and all that stuff. But TJ and Ben have a great relationship. Just like Kiesel and TJ have a great relationship. Just like everybody who's ever played in the past has played for the Steelers, has become friends with each other. It's a beautiful setup as opposed to what I was describing. Yeah. TJ and Ben having a couple beers, chit-chatting about life Boy. was fantastic. We got this moment about Renegade, the one of the greatest traditions in the NFL and how TJ feels about it. Because it's it's a mixed bag out there when Renegade comes on. Yeah. How are you? A, do you love it? Does it get you it's going? Not mixed. I like Renegade. I mean, sounds like it the fans love Renegade. Yeah. <laughs> Which gets you fired up, but right? But the problem is, there was a stretch there where Renegade was being played, and we were not backing it up. I know. And that's that what my point is. Worst I remember seeing so Brett like, Kiesa one time when it comes on, just like. <laughs> so Brett, not the song, bud. <laughs> I, it, it never really hit. Me, it never really hit me until I went home after game day, and my dad was like. I told them to stop playing Renegade. After they play Renegade, they run it right down your throats. And I was like, I never thought about it. And then it was like, there are those stretches where it's like, damn, like we need to back this up. Yeah. It's never like I hate this song's coming on because it means it's a huge moment. And the but, fans love it, yeah. so it gets you going, right? It's unbelievable. All does, right, it, Spencer. does it put that level of expectation on you? Because you guys are always trying. I mean, it's not like you're trying to. to it's just like it's, it's already extra. a huge moment. Yeah, it's just yeah. extra. But I, I don't know. I mean. If it gets the fans loud and it creates havoc for the offense, like yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, all right. It's always funny when the Ravens they tried. I, I know Harbaugh did. They, they tried to like do it in practice, and he would like play it in practice and tell the guys like, "Yeah, yeah, you get hyped during yeah, it." Like, y'all yeah. are hyped about this. Yeah. <laughs> Half of us. Are- Okay, so they're doing flights of beer. Shout out. Yeah, cool. Take a little shots of beer. Who knows what IPAs they're drinking down there in Ben's basement. In footballing is a great podcast. We're happy that Ben Roethlisberger is as open as he is and as good as he is at podcasting. Hope he continues to do that. We need to have you all, have you on this show at some point, Ben. Come on, Come on ben. ben. And we'd love to go get drunk in your basement, Ben. Oh, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so there's two <laughs> things we need, obviously, to make happen. But I think we got a little glimpse into the locker room there, AJ, whenever you said, who doesn't like it? It's not a one second. Sounds like the locker room's like, we're fucking done with this. Oh, uh, shit. So he, he said he was talking to Kiesel, and Kiesel's like, oh, no, here we go. It's like, not the song. It's actually you guys. Sounds like Ben doesn't love it either. Yeah. If you kind of heard him at the end, there was a couple comments. And then you hear TJ getting buried by his fucking dad yeah. in that whole thing. Whenever we hear about these moments in that one, oh, mama, I'm in fear from my life from the long arm of the long. It's boom, awesome boom, to be boom. there. I mean, it is awesome to be there. Yeah. And Yinzer fucks do love it. And it's going in the fourth quarter, obviously, late in the fourth quarter. So everybody's been boozed up. Mm-hmm. Last call yeah. has already been called and has not been heard by anybody because they're still on the call before or the call before in which they double stock the IC lights mm-hmm. into the fourth quarter because it matters. Smart. So it's a beautiful moment that the players are like, oh, come on. Can we maybe keep it down? What are your thoughts on that take from TJ? And what do you think about those uh, stadium traditions, how fans view something? Thing, and how players seemingly view it vastly different, AJ. Yeah, it, it usually is different between what the players think and what the fans think. I didn't. I assumed Renegade the players did like because I had no idea Renegade was a thing. I know I, I loved the song always, but then the first time I played in Pittsburgh, that came on. I remember looking I'm like, this is awesome, man. Yeah. Like, this is sweet. And it felt like everybody was into it. it. It reminded me a little bit the first time I ever saw Jump Around be played at Camp Randall, Ooh, yeah. Wisconsin, my freshman year. We were juiced. We had no idea what was going on. The whole place starts bouncing. And I remember our coaches being like, use this. You, you get This is energy. You need to use this. And we're like, yeah. And we found a way to win like 10 to 7 like we won every game. <laughs> Something like that. Good back. When we play, every time we play Pittsburgh on Monday when we go into the team meeting room, 
Coach Lewis will have that song playing with the crowd yep. and let everybody know, like, this is what type of week it's going to be this week. And it sounds like serious. I, really, I like the song. I, yeah, it's a great it. song. Especially Hell when yeah. we was up, I'm like, yes, play this motherfucker. Well, that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's, what, yeah. I think yes, that's what TJ that's and problem. Ben and Kiesel yeah. and everybody's talking about. Tone, how do you feel about your your stars pretty much saying – Maybe we retire. Well, that, I mean, that's that's just absolutely never going to happen. But it it was kind of cool to hear them or hear TJ kind of realize that because there was a time, and and the fans, trust me, the fans fucking knew it too. Um, that when Renegade was kind of come on, like there was a, a streak there of a couple in a row where Renegade can't come on and they didn't get a stop. Then luckily, you know, either Ben or Kenny would come back and have a comeback drive. But no, I mean, Renegade is it's. That's not going anywhere. Maybe they were saying, like, let's save it for, like, the right time. Yeah. You know, we're just doing it every game. Mm-hmm. Well, they, always, a lot. they always play it, like, oh, after a score. And if it's a one-score game, the defense, like, needs a stop. Which, recently, I feel like in the last five, six years, is every single fucking game. Unfortunately, it's always close. Um but yeah, I mean that's. I love it. I hope it goes into yeah. Well, it's like a it's like a bat signal for the other team. Like they hear running game, they're like, all right, screen goes. I don't back. know. I don't know how you know you guys have been playing on these last few drives, but they're playing running game. We're about to get their best. So you better go out there. Maybe they run a couple trick plays. You know, maybe they you know do a little play action because they know the D line's going to be all hopped up on Renegade. So everybody doesn't react the same way to those types of situations. Mm-hmm. The reason why AJ Hawks coaches had to say, "Hey, use this." Hey, use this is because there's some guys who are probably scared to death yeah. when that yep. started happening. Yes, the oh. oh my god! Okay, and especially if the coach built it up too, like Pac said, if the coach built it up leading up to that game, and say you're down a little bit, someone that's young or someone that doesn't have experience or isn't really sure, like that might freak them hmm. out a little bit. Like, oh no, yeah. we're losing the momentum with this game. Start getting a little wide-eyed. Oh, man, there's a lot of people. A lot of here. people in here. Oh shit, man! They all want, they all want us to lose itself. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I think home field advantage is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you know, I, I I thoroughly believe in that. Now, granted, I've always enjoyed every sport I've ever played because I think I'm from Pittsburgh, so there's probably a reason why. I love it. more people. If we can get more motherfuckers in here, louder, chirpier, the better. Like that's how I view it. Going to Baltimore to play against the Ravens, they are like some of the. Most underrated fans, I think, in the entire NFL. But they, like, say shit. Like, they're actually, they are chirping you personally. And they are, you know, like, those cities. There's cities that that do that, that I'm a big fan of. But there's some people that, you know, and he was talking about it with Jordan Love. And this is not a knock on Jordan Love because we saw him against Philadelphia Eagles who end up going to the Super Bowl, throwing absolute dart to a guy who's really fast, yep. and it was a touchdown, and he coolly put his yep. chin strap off. I mean, he looked yeah. very awesome. There's a difference, though, between Thursday at Green Bay to, you know, and Philly. Philly's another place that's very hard to play. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes people are very good whenever there's nobody watching, and then all of a sudden something happens. There's a mental block when people start watching. You go, that's why Renegade, I think, is – you know, kind of a weapon for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some of the players on the team are like, oh, no. Oh, not this. They kind of get it. They get the wide eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, shit. The other team's going to be jacked up. It's like a bird. It's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Oh. They, know they realize going. where they are. They realize the situation, like the magnitude of it. Oh, my God. We're up two. <laughs> Holy shit. A minute 30 left. Boys, we can't give up a yard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about it. I was, just going, on, play. I was just going on next drive, next play, head down, blinders, just need to be in the moment. Oh my, oh, my God. What's the score? <laughs> oh, my God. We can't give up anything right now. Holy fuck. 
<laughs> you start telling, hey, did you see? Do you know? They all know the words. Oh, shit. They got two timeouts. You hear that? <laughs> we are only up to... They only need to move ball 25. Why are they playing? Did you know? Oh. This got real. Oh, no. All right, let's buckle it up, boys. And now you go out there, right down the fucking throat. It is over. All of a sudden, the only thing you remember from that terrible moment is the fact that Renegade played. And the next thing I know, we give up 40 yards, they kick a field goal, we lose. According to the researchers at Point Park University, great university down there at the Point in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) After Renegade has played, the Steelers maintained a lead in 33 games, which is 61%, and came from behind to win or tie in six games, 11% of the time. They lost the lead in eight games, 14%. Ooh. And continued losing in seven games, 13%. Ooh. So opposing teams were seven times more likely to fumble Ooh. on the very next play or 7% of the time. Here we go. Okay, so maybe Renegade wounds enough to play it right there. Play it more. That's Renegade. from 2014 to 2021. Maybe we need a first half Renegade, second half Renegade. Yep. And if we get to overtime, let's fucking go ahead. Yeah. We need a fumble. Yep. We need another back. possession. Brett Michaels there singing happened. Renegade. I don't, think, I don't know if it's ever happened or not, uh, but there's definitely been times where <laughs> in the stadium where we where the fans are call, calling for a second renegade. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's also a fan base that if you feed them renegade, oh, yeah. they'll eat renegade. Yeah, they'll get stir crazy. There's probably an adult, sober adult, that works for the Steelers that has to make that decision. And his friends and family, whenever they're at gatherings... Hey Jagoff, why don't you fucking give us? Why don't you give us another renegade? You know, we was last week. It was uh, no. How many times we gonna write? We do more in one renegade, one game. We're gonna have to do it three times next time. Somebody's got to be the sober yinzer in the building. That is me. That, that decision's being made by somebody as you all are yelling at yep. him. A lot of that study too was also when it was the killer bees and the top. The offense was top five, and the defense, the secondary was was a was a bottom five secondary. Um, that they, they let up a lot of points after Reddick. Let's stay in Pittsburgh. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator who has an incredible resume. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? I mean, I wouldn't say that, but. How? No, let's oh, do his resume. Yeah. yeah, he does. What was his resume? Uh, Tone you know, Diggs, diehard Pittsburgh He was, he was in Pitt. Um, it was okay there, I guess. And then he went to LSU with a bunch of talent and made their offense way worse. What? Uh, and then he, he came in what? here. Whoa. Easy. And, what was that? Uh, eight, and, you know, well, wasn't great here either. He hasn't been good there, yeah. Well, he didn't make LSU worse. No, but he's no, the he offense coordinator in the NFL. You don't just fall. Is he still there though? No. no, Diggs. How's he still there, Diggs? Yo, Connor and I were. You say he's this bad? Connor and I were actually talking about this morning. Why was a defensive coordinator, the offense coordinator, of the Patriots last year? Why is yeah. Matt Canada still the OC for Steelers? Well, Sometimes. I think Matt Canada's the OC for the Steelers still because he said this a couple days ago about Kenny Pickett's development and what the Pittsburgh Steelers will look like this year, as opposed to the offense that was tough to watch last year mm-hmm. and not good last year. Offense coordinator Matt Canada. I think Kenny's had a good spring. Obviously, every day he's up and down. He's a great quarterback. And then, you know, Coach Tomlin says it the best, right? It's football like not football. So I think he's improving. He's seeing things, playing fast, getting some timing with the guys. This guy's a beast. That you need to do as you become a starter, which you know, what last you know, he was learning, and we had obviously different situations. So I think Kenny's had a very good spring. Excited about where he kind is. Looks like How much more is he ready to take on from last year? How on, Don? How much more? Well, that Kaboli? Extremely intelligent. I, mean, I think it's a lot of that sink always falls to you know to the quarterback, right? That's the easy way to look. And he was a rookie, and there's some things there. But like, how much more is the all like Big Ben? Like we, you know, I mentioned we're, we're better up front, we're more experienced up front. You know, two years ago we what started. You know, a bunch of rookies, and last year, I, like I think as an offense as a whole, 
you're going to see some, you know, a lot of things expanding because the ability and the knowledge and the experience they've all gained. So McKinney fits into that. Yesterday we talked to Najee. He said it took a while for you guys to establish an identity last year within the offense. How do you work on establishing that in a more rapid fashion? And what do you think this identity of the offense could be this year? Well, I think our identity was pretty clear the last nine games. We ran the ball really well. We were physical. You saw who we who we drafted, who we acquired. I don't think there's any question of what our identity is going to be. We want to run the football. We want to be physical. We want to be a good team that throws the ball down the field and take advantage of what the defense gives us. And, um, so I, I think our identity has, has been well known and well well stated where we're at. Man, I know. Well, the identity publicly there, Coach Canada. I don't mean to tell uh-huh. you it's one that's just abysmal and stinks. Uh-huh. But I did remember at the end of last year, whenever the Baltimore Ravens game more specifically, well, and some others, where Kenny Pickett in the offense did look great. Mm-hmm. They have been blamed with being way too dull. There was no hot reads for Kenny Pickett last year. Then it came out the information that Kenny Pickett was actually in the coaches' planning meetings on Monday with Tomlin and Canada. So how slow were they trying to ease him? into everything, and then he gives that answer about how, well, if you look at our whole team, I mean, offensive linemen, how many rookies we started a couple years ago versus where we are now, and everybody else, it'll obviously be much more dynamic as everybody grows, and Kenny kind of falls into that. He's viewing this thing like a college almost, as opposed to like, hey, careers might be just this fucking year. I appreciate the patience that they've had, but that's not normally how NFL teams are going, yeah, well, where our offense is now after three years, I mean, there's obviously been like 45 contracts that have come and went, different players that we have had. I do like the patience and appreciation, but I don't think I've ever really expected an offense coordinator in the NFL to talk like that, AJ. Well, yeah, it's not it's not like college to where, hey, you we got a couple undersized guys that we need to take a few years to develop them and get them some reps and get them some experience. Yeah, when you play at a young like you throwing young guys in there, of course they're gonna make some some mistakes, but they're also gonna flash and make some great plays as well. But it's not like you have three or four years to develop anybody or any kind of system. That's that was, like, that yeah. was my takeaway. I'm like, it yeah. sounds like a college guy listening to yeah, talk. Wow. Now, granted, it could be good. They're all juniors and seniors, it sounds like, which is normally <laughs> yeah. the best team. Yeah. But it was like, aren't we trying to fucking – you got four rookie offensive linemen? Sweet. Right. Hey, we need you to fucking play like vets right yeah. now. They're yeah. getting paid. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. You were a professional yeah. yep. football player. I think this is good news for the Steelers ultimately, how this could look this year. But that was a fascinating angle in which he chose to speak there. Yeah, I, um, I don't get the – I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So this is de- developmental. What, what were they playing? JV last year. What was it? What, tanking the season to get better this year. And at the beginning of the interview, he said, yeah, he's up and down. So what does that mean? Well, Coach Tomlin says it best. It's a football life, not football. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that what he said? Tomlin said? Football-like. Oh, yeah. Not, fo- not football light. Football Maybe. light, yeah. Oh. Maybe it's like football light. Like NFL mm-hmm. Wait, OTAs and stuff are, are football light? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what he said. He, yeah. Coach Solomon does say it best. He does. We would, uh, if yeah. we were to say something, we would say it hopefully in a, a Tomlin manner. But what did you hear out of that Tone Diggs as a diehard Steelers fan? Uh, unfortunately, the way he was talking is kind of how it was because they, the unfortunately, the O-line two years ago was two rookies. Two years ago, bro. Two years ago, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. That was a long time ago. Exactly. That's my thing. Like, this is not an NFL way to speak, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate that he is. And the Steelers are a much more patient operation with turnover and everything than everybody else. But that was, yeah, if you look at the development of Rock, it's like, are they going to save stuff for next year? Right. Because what if this is the team? Exactly. What if if you don't know? Like, we ain't going to teach them hots this year. We're going to teach them hots next, next year. Like, well, what about all the motherfuckers that are on the last year of their contract? Right. Yeah. Him, right? him included. We? This is the last year of Canada's contract, too, so he probably won't even be here next season. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. He was building up to this year. He was like, listen, yeah. my contract year is when we'll have hots in. We'll have, you know, we'll have audibles in. It'll be a whole thing. going to take a couple years to get there. It's like, were Yinzers told, like, hey, listen, 
next year's offense, we're going to be able to be a little bit better than we are this year. I don't think so. It's the NFL. Win motherfucking now. Right sure. now. Sure. is how the NFL is. Unfortunately, the O-line was just not, like, they didn't have the guys. They Everybody's just, they O-line drafted, stinks. They drafted yeah. poor, and they didn't bring anybody in, in the O-line, but now they did bring people in, and they got a first-round pick, and the O-line's mm-hmm. good. And, and That's Canada, even more why you need hots. Canada's been talking a lot more this year about how it kind of comes from the top, from the Roonies through Tomlin, that they are going to be tough and they're going to run the ball first and then they're work off play action and they take shots when they get one-on-ones and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. It feels like he's uh, kind of trying to push some of the omen on and off on him and bit. to up top. Okay. Well, maybe it was Rooney who said, I want no fucking hots. To Pac-Man's point, we got a bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. You better so have some if they, if they, <laughs> they can't handle pressures or anything like that, but we don't want any fucking hot. We don't want anybody adjusting if they're going to bring one too many people on one. Our offensive line can't handle it being equal. If they bring extra people, we don't want an option to check out of mm-hmm. that. We don't want an option to fix that. This is professional football. AJ, I would love to play against them and play double A gaps. And if they have no hots. Can you imagine how much fun we'll have in that game? That was last year. Oh, man. That was last Ooh. year. They're juniors, though. Yeah, they have to do it this year, especially for, like, Kenny Pickett's sake. Because like, it's falling into what's hap- what happened with Mack in his second year. Because if Canada really doesn't do anything good and they just are still the same kind of stagnant, not great offense that, you know, it's AJ smoking a cigar, uh, kind of the similar Ooh. offense that, you know, Tony talked about last year, then he's just kind of screwing Kenny because now Kenny is going to have a new – you know, offense going into his third year, and that's the worst-case scenario. We can talk about, though, what we all thought whenever we saw that video. He does look pretty cool. He hat, does. Oh, yeah, he sick. sick. Yeah. Beard was cool. Yeah. Glasses. Super sweet. Perfect sweet. shades. Yeah. And we don't. Don't, like don't do this. It's like Pittsburgh, Indiana Jones. Oh, Yins or Jones. Yeah. yeah. Yins, Deanna Jones. Mm-hmm. The whole, um, what if he's wearing his glasses because he's high as fuck? Could be. Could be. Even cooler. He's not. Though. He's not that cool. Nick. Well. He's a square. Dude, the kids are juniors this Might year. Might be a narc. Kids are juniors. They are. I agree, right. Nick. I agree. Thank you, Pat. He's a state championship year right now. Still. Well, that's what I hate, too. Is <laughs> we got this year and next year. Boom. Yeah. 50% of the guys are going to be off contract. Yeah. You're going to have to right. relearn everybody up to what you're doing next year. This is the NFL. That's the way it goes. But, like, this is junior year yeah. now. These two classes. The, the Using the crutch of, like, oh, you know, Kenny's a rookie, and then immediately contradicting that and talking about how smart and intelligent he is, like, you hear Diggs and Nick and all Steelers fans talk about Kenny Pickett like they're ready to take the training wheels off. Like yeah. once he, it's like, hey, he's the guy. Like he can do this. Let him fucking have full command of the offense. It's like this all this bullshit about oh, he's a rookie. We got you know we got to bring him along slow and get him ready. Like that's not the way it is anymore. Sure. Professional football, exactly. Yeah. Like guess what? If he sucks, he's not going to be there. If you suck, you're not going to be there. I love it. I love everything about it. I love that we're having this conversation. I like that an offense coordinator in the NFL said that. Mm-hmm. I like that now we can go back to the old days where everybody's taking their time, slow build. And they say, if you want to get something done uh, wrong, do it quick. You want to get something right? Take your time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're taking their time. This is a three-year build for this offense. Yeah. Whenever they start putting in hots here, year three. Now, some people do install differently. Some people do OTAs. Right. Some people do training camp. There's some installs. Some people, I think we're going to learn from this quarterback thing on Netflix, sometimes there's an install every single week. Yeah, which is interesting. A brand new install. Like, hey, we've never done this before, but the team we're playing against can't stop this. So guess what we're doing? We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. So that install is coming on maybe Wednesday, 
Fuck. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The like, New England Patriots have it installed sometimes Sunday morning. See something on film. Hey, we need to do that. That's professional football. So to hear like, well, yeah, these guys kind of come along. Crazy. But hopefully the old adage about taking your time is worth it. And this is the breakout year for Kenny Pickett because everything I'm seeing out of Kenny Pickett, I would like him to be a part of that next generation of superstars. The NFL needs Kenny Pickett. He's an old school guy, but he seems to have a lot of great swag. And I've seen he was out there with Hardy having beers. Kenny's been, he's been living. He does have swag. He is awesome. But unfortunately, the way that he's talking is just kind of how the Steelers are. Like Ben, his rookie year, they did the same thing with him, but the only difference is they had an incredible offensive line, an incredible running game, and their defense was potentially defense. one of the best of yeah. all time. Yeah. yeah, but they had hot. Probably, I assume. I think it was Bruce Bruce or was it? Bruce had seven step hold my dick, and he had some hots out there too. It's crazy that it's a Tomlin like we the Patriots last year. It's crazy that it's like Tomlin and Belichick. That this is happening. To. Well, they be who you can afford to be. Yeah, yeah. true. They can do this. They, they, yeah, they have the time. Yeah, yeah. Even though, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, some. I think his computer's about to explode. Oh yeah, oh, is that still oh, the oh, Dell? No. Nah, it just got what a hot though. Sounds oh. like it, it took it too low, too low, too fast, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too quick for this thing. It's kind of coming together. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line. Love that we've kind of covered everything. Oh no, we have not. Sorry, Five Energy phone line. Russell Wilson is lean and mean, oh, a slotted machine. Shit. He's what? in better shape than he's ever been, and the what? balance is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what? people have had to do this workout whenever they're rehabbing oh, in, any knee injuries or lower body extremities that have had some problems. But him sliding back and forth, you know, getting his, uh, all his little muscles in his legs stronger. And then the one leg squatted here, he is going to be better than ever. And the ball. Yeah, hold on to that yeah, ball. I can't get it away Everything from the ball. Look, he's doing it with the ball. Ball in his hands. All about ball. The ball is the program. The slip and slide that I'm training on, although people call it old school, is one that's going to make him better than ever. Wait until he's fucking triple deacon and in the middle of that yep. Denver Bronco field mm-hmm. and doing his thing for the Broncos with Sean Payton. This is going to be a better than ever Russell Wilson, AJ, and I think we're all ready for it. It is. The only thing that worries me is the very end when he's jumping rope and he's doing the two-foot jump rope. Does he not how to, he doesn't know how to do like the normal Rocky Balboa one foot at a time? No, that was just a speed. He was just doing a speed jump. Yeah. Yeah. Speed is one foot. Speed is one foot at a time. No, he has different he has different That's like warm up at recess. Yeah, but he's going there saying that's the one legged kick <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he's doing all the twisty dudes. Yeah, I want to see double dutch. I want to see him doing like jumping doing circles doing double dutch. How were you double dutch, huh? How were you? Oh re- man. I actually just, uh, my daughter just got back into double dutch, and I think we're going to have to bring it back. We used to double dutch a couple years back, and now they're, they're older. I think we could, really, we could really make some waves. You know, I, I've seen some motherfuckers that just couldn't get in. Okay. Get on your knees. You're one of them? I'm one of the ones oh. can't oh, get in. Yes. Once you get in, you're good. You just got to get in. Yeah. Just get in, then you're good. <laughs> Find your rhythm. <laughs> How unathletic do you look and oh feel? That's a it's Tim fun, Robinson man. sketch. This if is you have some good, I'm not good, good at good I, can, I cannot get in. Like, if, when, every time I've tried it, I got in one time. Man, and, right now. Yeah. Does That's Russ, amazing. Does Russ, I love oh, before we get to Russ. I love that you run a four two. <laughs> one of the greatest athletes of all time. <laughs> I wish I was there watching you try to get into a double dutch because that's a first time I'd seen it. We did not do it in my school. I did not believe it, unless you were double dutch. No, no, no. We did, we did not double dutch <laughs> anywhere. So the first time I seen it, I'm like, well, this is a little intimidating here. This is a you know pretty big event. Yeah, people get real loud too. We're getting real loud as this whole thing's going. There's tricks. People are jumping. Tandem chips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing this. You know, in the, 
And the motherfucker that's working at the end flipping uh-huh, yeah. the things, like, that's not an easy job. But they're, hey, we're in this. You know, they're doing it. Oh, yeah. So my first time seeing it, I'm like, whoa, fuck, this is kind of, oh, no. And everybody was seemingly able to do it. I'm like, all right, if that motherfucker can do it, no problem. Figure it out. And then I saw somebody step up that seemingly had it all together. Fresh shoes, great athlete-looking motherfucker. Couldn't get in. Oh, no. Nothing worse. Oh, my God. And the whole crowd turned on him. Yeah. Oh, no. 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 (laughs) I'm like, oh, maybe I don't need to do this. And I kind of got shoved in there. And I did it. The fact that I did it first time, that guy's life. I couldn't even imagine. He's never done it since. So, Pat, you and I need to go to a double Dutch thing. Just Mm -hmm. watch you kind of fuck. You just got to commit. Where the hell are they? Huh? Where do they do double Dutch? (sighs) Obviously, Centerville. Playgrounds. Yeah. I just did one in Ohio, which I couldn't have expected. You know, the hopscotch thing. That was always interesting that people did that. Like toss the rock one, and then, two, three thing? Yeah. yeah, what was that? Why did people do that shit? Just an easy kids game. Question. Yeah, it's kind of like a young man's ladder. Right? Yeah, yeah you yeah, Rover, play it. Red Rover. One, one, you got to throw a rock one, into it? Yeah, you throw the rock into it, then you can't step on the one with the rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. Toss it. I don't think I did enough. Nah. Scotch. Four yeah, square. I mean, I would square. dominate four square. Oh, yeah. Feet, you feet or hands? Four square. Feet? Hands. Hands. I never played feet, I don't think. Ooh, 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 oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. good. Obviously, I was a soccer player, so that helped. Don't bring that weak four, four square shit in here. Bingo. I mean, both hands and feet, we got you. We're, we're a big four square <laughs> town. But a nice spike in a four square with a leg. Oh. oh. Play at the old office. Feels very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did we play. Did it. Yeah. Gumpy was playing in there. Canadian flair, a little yeah. soccer mm-hmm. there. Yep. We got a congressman coming in this place the next week. Here yeah. we go. That's right. Get him back. He's going to bring him, right? He should take a submarine in here. All right, let's talk uh, about it. Might not be a good idea. Let's talk about it. I read this and I thought to myself, this can't be real. Mm-hmm. Gotta be fake. I assume that there are some whites out there <laughs> that would want to put themselves into a container and ship themselves to the bottom of the fucking ocean mm-hmm. just to say that they did it. Whites have been doing stuff like that <laughs> for a very long time. Jim Scientists, researchers, things like that. This has been something that's been taking place for a long time. What's the deepest part of the ocean? Look at this fish we saw down there. Like That comes out every couple months, and <laughs> there's people that take a lot of pride and joy in that type of thing. When I heard a billionaire, a human with a brain and a life yep. and everything like yep. that, signed up to get into this tiny little fucking tube mm-hmm. to go down that tube Absurd. right there oh, no. to go down to the bottom of the ocean Jeez. so that he can say he saw the Titanic through a screen through a tube for $250,000. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I was mind blown, but this is seemingly real. They lost these fuckers out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, oh, yeah, these guys dead. are dead. They yep. have no idea where dead. they are. A billionaire. Signed up. And they can't get them either. We don't have... The, I, I saw a thing where the guy said, we only have three submarines in the world that could even go that deep. So even if they find them, they can't get to them. I was offered one time in an email that certainly wasn't a scam, $250,000 to go to space. Okay. I said, well, I'm rich. Look at these fucking emails I'm getting. <laughs> people, pretty sweet. People are telling me a quarter of a million dollars to go to space. It was no guarantee we were making it out alive. There was no guarantee it was coming back. <laughs> well, and it was set at a date to be determined. Need the money now, though. Yep. It's like, okay, certainly not doing that. But who would ever sign up for that? Apparently, some people would sign up for that type of thing. Because <laughs> if you got an email that said, hey, here's a tiny little tube that NASA put together, allegedly, to make sure that it wouldn't, 
you know, kind of compact on itself with the pressure and it'd be able to do its thing. We're going to control this thing with a video game controller. Simple. We're going to have one little screen, no windows, and it'll be about the size of a minivan and there'll be four people in there and you're going to go down to depths of the ocean that people have never been before. Two miles. But you'll be able to say that you were in something that was kind of skirting by where Jack and Rose were boning on the Titanic. That's right. And somebody said, sign me up. Numerous people did. Yep. And now we're never seeing them again. Nope. And I hate the old yeah. adage of you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yep. But this sure feels like one of those things. It does. And rest in peace to all of them. Yeah, rest in peace. Those guys are dead. Well, we don't shit. know. No, they're oh, deader they're than dead. shit. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. They, these guys are deader than shit. Why would you, 96 hours was how long they were going to be down there. Do you think any of them looked at the inside of this first and were like, Oh, are you kidding me? Like Wait, was it 96 or they had 96 hours of air That's, on the on, It, it was on set board. up so that yeah. they, could, they could be submerged down there for 96 hours. Yeah, I assume it was like that was when the oxygen Yeah, what's a normal out. What's a normal trip? How long does it take? Because is it, I would imagine it's, hour, it's at least five, six, seven, eight hours. I wouldn't want yeah, to sit there for four minutes with that many people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, the amount of people that are yeah, in there. Yeah, guys taking dumps in the front in the little, exactly. toilet, the little bucket they have. This one had a toilet. Turn them. Turn the music up and put a, uh, a sheet over top of them, they said. Yeah, because I'm about to really I'm about to really blow one out here. <laughs> you guys aren't going to want to hear this, but the smell will be trapped in here. You're oh, still yeah. going to get it. Gosh, yeah. Still going to yeah. be in here or whatever, but um, oh. I don't. You can't Why? dump in there. If someone dumps in there, you got you to gotta kick them off the sub. So Foxy Why? brought this Maybe point up, I guess, earlier, and it just popped in my head. It has to be the case. No. There's no way a billionaire, okay, unless – Maybe just born into a billion dollars, came from the Lucky Sperm Club, not 100% sure. Make more sense. And has zero realistic views on life. And, you know, who knows what he's thinking. This is all fake deaths. They signed up for this thing yep. so nobody could ever see him again. Can't mm. rule it out. Hey, where are they? Well, they're two miles deep in the ocean in a oh, fucking okay. tube. Yep. $250,000 they paid for it. These, these four Smart. are going to show up with a new face in a new city in a new town and be new people and not have to pay taxes anymore on their money? Is this all a fake death evasion of taxes tactic? And if that's the case, I'm pretty impressed by the lengths that they're willing to go in the realm of believability. Right. Because it's tough to believe that these fuckers are getting into that tube, going down to the Titanic. And now they're like, they're dead. It's like, yeah, no shit. We saw the tube. We heard what they were doing. Of course they're dead. Seems almost like too unbelievable. But it would be a move if you were trying to disappear. It'd be like, yeah, just lost them in the ocean. Where? Two miles deep, never be seen again. They're just fucking gone. Kind of genius. It is. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I what think, are we going to use to steer this thing? I don't know. Who cares? We're not getting in it. Fucking put a PlayStation controller. Yeah, we're never being in that thing. It's actually a knockoff PlayStation controller that you can get on Amazon for 30 bucks. Logitech. $29.99. You said they have a yeah, couple right. backups. They did have two, two or three backups, though, in case the one of them goes down. Oh, my God. <laughs> the controllers. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense. Two miles. Down there. So let's just say something happened and, you know, they got to get out. Yeah. The com- they. Can't. I don't even know if they can handle the pressure, no, 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 but no, I can't. If no. they could handle the pressure of holding their breath for going back up for two miles. No, no, no. No, it can't happen. Allegedly, the door is bolted shut and can only be opened by the crew who launched the yeah. submarine. 17 bolts, oh, I heard. From the outside. 17 different bolts from the outside. Uh, they lost connection after 45 hours. So, the, so they... <laughs> Hour, I'm sorry, hour and 45 They lost connection. It's the electric car. This they don't just, even barely have connection. Didn't you listen to the guys? They said they can send like little tiny text messages back and forth. They have no radio. They have no GPS, nothing. 
Yeah, there's no service. I also read an article. Up above, it, sends a message saying, was, hey, go to the right 100 yards. It was saying that it always stays connected. So, like, it's like oxygen is always, it, it doesn't need it. And when it disconnects, you get 90 hours or whatever. Right. So, like, I don't know why they disconnected. Because they don't have a tube that's two and a half miles long. Because an alien fucking ate it. They have Starlink. I think that's more likely. Starlink is down two miles deep in the ocean? I don't know how far down it goes, but I know that the company was just praising Starlink for giving them internet access all the way out in the ocean where they were at. There's no not underneath them. Not down underneath them. Even they're watching no, right the mothership. They might be watching us because we are an internet show. Good luck out there. If this is a fake death thing, like, great commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, I doubt it. Also, rest in peace, though, man. Yeah, they're dead. Peace. They said yeah. they got 40 hours left of oxygen if they are still alive. They're not. What if this thing just comes bopping back up to could the Could you imagine? That'd be so sweet. It would be so cool. <laughs> it would. They could, be, they could be floating on the surface somewhere, they said. Mm. Yeah, so but then they'd be able be. to communicate, right? Starlink. If no. they were near the surface. I think so. Yeah, maybe. They are in a cement tube. That thing ain't going to float. Probably not. There's like eight different ways where they can, you know, and, and, like deploy balloons, get ballast out of there to try to like surface if they need to. But the guy, one dude said either something happened and it leaked and they just got crushed immediately mm, or possibly. when they were going up somehow they got snagged on something and they could be stuck underneath somewhere and we don't know. Oh, like a whale. Yeah. That's what I heard a guy said. Those are the two options basically. What if it's for, what if it's those whales that are flipping boats? Orcas. Oh, what if they just decided cool. to make a, like, it's like American Gladiators trying to get to that trash can oh yeah they're just like speedball yeah, blocking speedball. them all they're just yeah. blocking them yep they got passing them off them back and forth <laughs> they, got, they got a long way to get back up here two what if miles they hit an ice uh, oh, let's get to a break man let's get to a break honestly they could have hit i'm happy break. we didn't take any calls we had to address that yeah some of these rich whites are just doing some of the dumbest shit and they always have been that so we just is. gotta expect mm-hmm. that this has gotta be top that of would this. be a hell of a <laughs> I mean, you got Jim Cameron went down. Jim, what Jim Cameron does is scarier than this. Going down yeah. to the bottom. Well, of the Jim little, Cameron's little craft bullet. costs like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, he yeah, made sure, like he could go like eighty-five miles an hour underwater in his. I mean, he's <laughs> shooting a movie down there. Can these, see out of it. Too. These guys are just fucking in a, in a goddamn tube. PVC pipe they bought at Home Depot <laughs> that well, they put. This seems like around. a death sentence. <laughs> it uh-huh. does. How do they get like? Don't you have to get approval or get something to someone to sign off on? A billionaire, I assume. Just, yeah. Hey, yeah. I want to do this, Hopefully. and they'll be like, "Well, the billionaire probably looked into it. There's no way he likes. wants to." Did it, I also see it's been in use since 2018? So 2018 was like one of the first years. Yeah, life scroll. Taking it into an Olympic pool life and going to the bottom. <laughs> you do need a life straw. Need a life scrow. Yeah, for sure. Life they but they don't have a lot of space to keep all the life straws. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're no, really going to use it. Let's get to a break. Hey, Bob, I need more piss yeah. over here. I'm trying to compress my feelings. <laughs> You know, of hate for these people. Sure. Because it is a very serious thing. But, like, we don't have to do everything all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we should remember that. We can just hang out. We don't have to do everything all the time. We can pass on some things. Like, go and watch see the, the Watch the YouTube videos. <laughs> Check out the YouTube videos yeah. of the other the machines the that have gone down. Bro, there's no windows. They're just they're Four looking words. on a screen. The same thing. Could they not have put this motherfucker <laughs> in this thing and put him in a green screen <laughs> and just made him think there. he was exactly. there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're what? a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Cheaper. cheaper I did that once yeah. in Niagara Falls. It was awesome. They make it seem like you're going over the falls. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Fun, it's so shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not do that? If you're not having a window to look at it for real and you're just viewing it through a screen, I mean, what are we doing? Well, 
Can't, once you get down there, though, I know the only window is right in front of the dumper. So you got to take a dump to be able to look out of the window. Let's get out of here. And that's what might have happened. Wyndham Clark will join us on. Well, you think somebody dumped it? And someone took a dump and they're like, this is so bad. I'm going to kill you. And then they just all started killing each other inside that tube. <laughs> that's a real Smelled awesome. so bad. They ran out of food, yeah. too. Jim, are you oh, no. fucking kidding me? The billionaire was so hungry, took somebody else's food. Yep. The billionaire. I'll take that caveat. And the one with the snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Bingo. What if yeah. there was a little tension inside? Definitely. And they're like, you're not worth a billion down here, pal. <laughs> That's right. You're worth a minute and a half poop on there. Because mm-hmm. I got to poop as well. Eat your fucking arm. <laughs> Once again, we do feel bad that the outcome is seemingly death for mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah, yeah. T's and family. Mad Mike. Mad Mike. That's right. Was in a similar situation. He was. When he decided to build his own rocket ship yeah. with zero degrees or zero reasoning yep. to build his own rocket ship to go to space. And he took that thing right up into the sky mm-hmm. and then it turned right around <laughs> and it hit fifth gear faster mm-hmm. into the earth. Yeah. Yep. And Mad Mike disintegrated immediately upon impact. Found out the hard way. You can't get to the moon using, you know, two two liters of uh, Coke, empty Coke bottles as your, your propeller engine. And on that note, you can't get to the Titanic nope. in some Jordan shoe boxes Period. in a remote control from a video game. And we are being joined by the reigning, defending, undisputed U.S. Open champion of the world! man who's been golfing for a long time started golfing when he was three years old what? first hole in one was when he was six obviously in high school won a couple state titles one on college was fantastic and just this past weekend we got a chance to learn more about him as he expertly crafted his way around the los angeles country club which yes. certainly has a lot of different conversations about it happening at this exact moment ladies and gentlemen your new favorite golfer wyndham clark yeah, what's up boys Hey, congrats. I saw you, hey, I saw you drinking out of that thing the other night. How was it? Did it taste delightful? It tasted incredible. We, uh, we The champagne was flowing, and so were the beers. It was great. Yeah, you earned those, pal. And uh, before we dive into your entire story, which a lot of us learned about this past weekend, I want to let you know you have a lot of new fans. Okay. I assume that's a uh, – yes, make sure we have that in there, please. You have a lot <laughs> of new fans. You've earned the hell out of that thing. Uh, but I kind of want to talk about 18 more specifically, obviously, on Sunday. So whenever you're walking down that fairway and you hit a little fade, obviously, utilizing the entire fairway, smart you know what i mean smart you're up one going into the final hole of a, a major tournament and you're playing great and then you're you watch ricky fowler go into the rough okay then you're up there's a camera you know about this far from your face at this point you put it on the green and then what seems is a four mile walk up to the green mm-hmm. where the camera is seemingly a foot and a half away from your face and everything if you decide to look to your left at all everybody home is going to get a iso on Every single nerve in your face on how your hand did. Was there a moment there where you're thinking, holy shit, I'm about to win a major or what's going through your brain as literally the pressure of the entire golf world is trying to get you to fuck up seemingly on the 18th hole there in three putt. What are you telling yourself? How did you handle it all? Because honestly, it was a master class of a big moment being handled by somebody that we had not been introduced to yet in yourself. It was phenomenal. I thought with the way the camera was, with the way it was all set up, it's like, God, they're setting this guy up for fit. Instead, you show up and deliver. What was the mindset? What were you telling yourself? And did you realize in the moment what was taking place? I'm so amped up now listening to you. Gosh, you got me going. Hell yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm back there on 18. Um, yeah, as I was walking up, though, I was still really focused because I didn't know how far 
um, I didn't know how far the putt was. So I, in my mind, I was like, oh, I hope it's only about 30 feet. Yeah. And it ended up being like 60 feet. So I was kind of like, you know, like, oh boy, I still got my work cut out for me. And, you know, I, I've traditionally been a very good lag putter, but I do struggle with uphill lag putts. And so the whole time that we're reading it, I kept telling myself, I said, Dub, just get it there. Make sure you get it there. Make sure you get it there. Because I always leave them, you know, if I if I miss, it ends up going five, six feet short. And so once I hit that putt, that's when I said, holy shit, I'm going to, this is, this is going to happen. And I honestly was, I was trying not to cry. I mean, the minute that putt went to a foot, I fist pumped because I knew I did it. And then I marked my ball and I w- walked away and, I looked around and I said, Oh my God, I mean, this is happening. And I was trying not to cry. Like I honestly, and that moment was like, it, it all hit me. And so I did it. You know, I was trying to compose myself to make that putt. Cause even though it was only 10 inches, you never know. Oh, uh, believe me, I've missed a lot of those. <laughs> Wyndham, I've, I've missed a lot of those, and we all kind of thought of that. And your fist pumps, by the way, different than anybody else's I've ever seen. I actually really enjoy your – you have a patented fist pump. Very quick, very aggressive, very low. It's awesome. It's going to become your thing, I hope, as we continue to go. And uh, watching you – good lag butter. Is some, How yeah. Excellent. Good lag butter. Yeah. Got to do it. Watching you kind of win it all it was surreal. Go ahead, AJ. Wyndham, I was reading something where I know you had, a, you had an awesome 14th hole out there. I think I believe you may have had a three-shot lead after that hole or whatever, and you're quoted as saying, all I got to do is coast the rest of the way. How the hell do you coast in the U.S. Open <laughs> down the stretch when you know it's an impossible course and one bad swing can cost you everything? Uh, well, you know, that was exactly the word. I, I, I lost my focus. I, 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 I was the only person to bogey 15 that whole day. It was the easiest hole possible. And I made that birdie and I had a three shot lead and I just kind of lost my focus. But it was also probably maybe the best thing for me because then it got me as like, all right, hey, you need to get your, your act together. Um, and like you said, I mean, at a US Open, any hole, if you miss hit a shot becomes then the hardest hole because it's so challenging. You know, the pin placements are tough. The rough's high. Um, but I, I played those finishing holes really well all week. So I felt confident going into them. And um, you know, I've been in that position just only three, four weeks prior when I got my first PJ Tour win where I had a three, four shot lead with, you know, three, four holes to go and I handled it well. So I leaned a lo- I leaned on that a lot. So I know this is probably a question that you've asked yourself and others have. Why do you think now your golf game's coming in? You know, like, obviously, this is your second win on tour. It's your first major. You've been around a long time. You've been golfing since you're three. First hole in one year, you're six. I couldn't even fathom the amount of things that were said about how great of a golfer you're going to be your entire life, <laughs> including a sport that has a sweet spot this big. So, like, the pressure that you've been able to battle, seemingly very impressive. Incredible stuff here. Okay, so you need to know that. Why do you think now, though, it's kind of happened? I mean, your touch, hey, that fucking sideways one. Oh my god! Put that thing, and then you go underneath some grass. Mm-hmm. You go underneath some gra- heavy grass, and then you get that thing out of there again. That could have been an easy triple. We oh, saw, yeah. Oh, yeah. we saw yeah. a quadruple bo- uh, bogey out of Dustin Johnson out of nowhere. Feels like at the U.S. Open that can happen. You every shot that seemed to be like impossible, you were making look very easy. And it's like this guy's got hands. He's driving it. What? Putting's great. He's handling the moment. Why do you think now, Wyndham? And I assume that's a question that's tough to do. Uh, answer but why do you think now well you know i honestly felt like this stuff should have happened earlier in my career i've um you know not to toot my horn but i feel like i have all you know all the tools in the shed as far as 
you know, I feel like I putt great. I have a great short game. I hit the ball far. I'm a good ball striker. Um, but I think the thing I was lacking the most was, you know, the, um, the mental game and the belief that I could do it. And the more years I was on tour, the more I started to not believe I was going to win and be great because I was having so many letdowns. And when I finally made a decision to tackle the mental game, I think all the areas of my game started to shine even more because now like my true potential was just coming out and I was letting it shine and I was having fun on the golf golf course versus, you know, having so much anxiety and putting so much pressure on myself to play well. Now I was just going out and playing and having fun. And then I was hitting the shots that I hit in practice and that, you know, in the past I'd get so frustrated because I could hit the flop shot in practice so many times and I could hit that cut into the green. I could hit this, whatever. And then I get into competition and I was almost scared to do it. And now I go, Hey, this is no different than practice. And I, and I pull off the shot. So golf's gotten really fun in the last six months. And, and, uh, you know, obviously doing this just is a cherry on top. Hey, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? I mean, that is an actual question. Sounds like the happy win thing is yours and also the world. If you're enjoying what you're doing, you're probably going to be much better because you're going to do everything else that it takes to kind of have success in that particular aspect. I heard afterwards you said you were telling yourself, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this, I believe, is what they said that you said. Um, what was the mental health tackling that you did? Did you did you just get to a point where you're like, I can fucking beat these guys. I'm going to do it. Was it a moment you woke up and tackled the mental th- side of it? Did you go talk to somebody? How did that all kind of come to be? Because I think all professional sports are trying to battle and win in between the years. That's literally the talent is in a lot of people. Yeah. Getting to the top is not, and it's all in here. What was it for you to kind of tackle that over the last six months? Yeah, I'm, you're spot on. I mean, when you get to the highest level of professional sports, it, basically the difference is probably work ethic and the mental game. And, you know, it's something that I neglected. And so I hired someone that really helped me. I, I've worked with a handful of people, um, and I was actually against it a little bit. I thought it was kind of – um, you know, weird at times. And I was like, ah, this stuff doesn't work. But I had a bunch of people swear by uh, this lady and she she just said, hey, go all in for six months and let's see where you're at in six months. And if nothing changes, then you can fire me and you go about your way and whatever. But I think you should give me six months and see what happens. And, and what, you know, it didn't happen overnight. And there's no like, you know, with a mental game, there's no barometer. It's not like there's a stat for a mental game. So you don't know you know, how I'm doing. But what was amazing is my anxiety went down when I was playing golf. I was having more fun on the golf course. I was making tons of cuts. I was feeling more comfortable on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays, which led to having better tournaments. And then I was in contention multiple times. And she kept telling me, she goes, Wyndham, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. And then I lost in the Dominican. I lost in New Orleans where, you know, we're coming down the final holes and I had a chance to win. Um, had a chance to win Phoenix and had a chance to win Tampa. So I had all these chances. And she goes, well, what if this is for something greater? And then I win Wells Fargo, which was my first PJ Tour win. And I go, wow, that was worth the wait. And then we play Memorial, which was, uh, you know, shortly afterwards. And I felt like I should have won that tournament and didn't win. And she goes, hey, what if this means something greater is coming? And I go, I like where your mind's at. And she goes, let's just let's just go with that. And I said, all right. And so when we got to the U.S. Open, I said, well, maybe this is the something greater. And as the week started going, I started to believe that. I said, this is going to happen. And so it was pretty awesome. I mean, she's she's helped me out so much. And, 
you know, just how positive I've become is, is honestly amazing to see how much I've changed. Ah, she got you the leverage negotiation. <laughs> Big time. You're going to be paying a lot. That thing yeah. right over your shoulder there. Right? As you started yeah. talking, she was like, give me six months or whatever. We'll see where we're at. She's like, huh? huh? How about it? Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. I'm going to get her a lot of business now. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like she is a miracle worker. Anybody that can make you believe in yourself is somebody that has a superpower, especially for some people, especially in golf and in a sport that can be so wishy, easy come, easy go. That is something that can all unravel at the same time. Being able to control in between the years is amazing. Happy you were able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're we're happy too. We're getting to experience Wyndham Clark. You're a fucking stick, pal. Oh, yeah. You're great for the sport. I spent... I spent all weekend with you, dude. I spent all weekend yeah. with you. Literally, because it was on the West Coast. We're talking, I spent almost every waking hour I had with you. Yes. You were an awesome hang, dude. Yeah. Incredible. Keep it going. Excited to watch you this weekend. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Wyndham, we all heard your caddy tell you on before one of your shots, you know, be an athlete. What's kind of your relationship with him during the round? Is he kind of talking shit to you sometimes? Like, hey, don't screw this up. Hey, you know, make sure this lag putt is close. Or is he kind of also giving you that, like, positive reinforcement? So John and I have one of the best relationships, I think, on tour because we're really close friends off the golf course. And then obviously on the course, you know, we're very professional and businesslike. But the greatest thing about John is he's always talking shit. So <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Cool. He's got massive no, calves, no. too. That guy's calves are fucking yeah, huge. He, yeah, he's a freaking tank. But what's so great is, like, I'll hit a bad shot and he'll say, wow, that was terrible. Or he, you know, or he'll be like, I'd be beating you right now. He'll tell me that in rounds. He'd be like, I'd be three under. I'd be crushing you. And so it's funny because then I go, well, screw you. I can beat you. And so then it kind of like motivates me, but also lightens me up. So, you know, when we were coming down on 18, he wasn't necessarily talking trash then, but he's like, hey, Dub, we got this. Come on. You know, you're the best lag putter out here. Just go do it. And so, you know, there's times when he gets really serious, but there's other times when he knows I need to be lightened up and that's when the shit talking happens. And and it's great. Like, you know, I think a lot of people on tour have recognized it and they they enjoy our relationship. And I think they like playing with us and hanging out with us because we do the same thing to them. I mean, we were having a dumb argument with Ricky up the 14th hole about wins and all this stuff and we were laughing about it. So, you know, it's John's definitely one of the best caddies out there. Yeah, sounds like a vibe is great out there. Yeah. We got to learn a little bit about him. I, he is a tank, though. I, Beast. He had high tops yeah. on, too. High tops straight into the massive calves. I haven't seen that play in a long <laughs> time. Great swagger. And then they say he played. I know. <laughs> and then they said he played in the U.S. Open a couple of times. These guys are stick. Oh, yeah. And then I heard him say, be an athlete, too. I'm like, I fucking, I think I love this guy. You guys really jump. Well, he- Go ahead. Oh, sorry to interrupt, but he, no. he uh, for the longest time, the joke was he played more majors than me. So we're like three years into my career, and he's like, I still got more majors than you. Still got more majors than you. And so he was always talking trash. So I told him afterwards, I said, hey, I won a major. You know, I had maybe said some choice words, but yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, AJ. Uh, your approach shot on Saturday on 18, and you had the epic uh, club twirl. Did you know in the moment that you did that club twirl and it worked out so smooth? Like, did you know or did you have to watch it back? I think even in the moment, like maybe Azinger or whoever said, that might be one of the greatest club twirls of all time with how your shot turned out and how good did that feel? Yeah, I, you know, I honestly didn't even know I did it, and it was so funny. Oh, nice. Because yeah. it, it was literally dark. I mean, not, I don't know if you guys could see mm-hmm. on TV. We honestly, Why is it dark? Why did, why did you tee off earlier? What happened? Yeah, why don't we fucking move it? I'm up yeah, till midnight watching you fucking go. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you're not in, you're in the dark. Hey, 
I believe me, we had some uh, choice words when we finished because we were like, "What are we doing here?" I go, "It's a major championship," and we couldn't even see. And honestly, I'm friends with Ricky, and you know, it worked out in my benefit because I birdied 18 and he bogeyed. But Ricky never misses that putt. He couldn't see. He has to wear those glasses because he wears prescriptions, and so he couldn't see. It, it was so it was very unfortunate. But uh, but when I hit that. So I hit that shot. It was hard to see, but I knew it took off right to flag, and I knew it was a perfect club. And I didn't know I club trolled. And then I was walking off the green, and some of my buddies were there, and they go, dude, that was the sickest club twirl ever. And I was like, <laughs> what? You know, I didn't even know. And then they showed me, and I was like, oh, that was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty smooth, especially because you didn't even know it happened. Yeah. I mean, that's an even better. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can't see it. It's pitch dark, but... That felt fucking uh-huh. yeah. sounded good. You too. tell me, Cavs. <laughs> yeah. You got eyes on that thing, Pac-Man. Pac-Man has a question for you. Um, we was talking about how hard it is to win the Open. How you kept composure really good. How do you rate this win at the Open into all the other things that you've done? I know you've won a couple, uh, a, a tournament a couple weeks ago. How do you rate this one though? Because this is a big one. Yeah, well, you know, obviously it's the biggest win of my career, but. You know, I've had a few. I mean, I won the Pac-12 championship, which was at the time the biggest win. No big and deal. I feel like it ever. Yeah, I feel like I, I've won the biggest tournaments um, at every stage, and so they're all special. And so, winning, getting my first PJ Tour win was super special. But you know, winning a major championship in golf, you know, there's only four of them, and you know, my name's on the trophy. It's there for life, and that's something that you know, hundred years from now, people will be like, "Oh yeah, Wyndham Clark," or you know that, and that's. That's pretty amazing. So this this is um, you know this is one of the hardest tournaments to win. It's the best field on the toughest course usually, and uh, you know and it's also in the U.S. I'm a huge I love America and being the United States champion yeah. is pretty yeah. pretty amazing. Dude, it's great that you're what? our champion. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from America. Love America. I'm happy yeah. you're our champion. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Ty has a question for you from the middle of America, Iowa. Yeah, Wyndham. Speaking of uh, you and Ricky, like I. I was reading about you guys' relationship and everything, and I'm just curious, is it a detriment or, like, a, a positive when you're going into Sunday and you're in the final group with him and then he kind of falls back a little bit and it's just you and you don't have that guy in your group pushing you? And I know it's all about your game. You're not really focused on it, but how difficult is it when you're kind of relying on, like, hearing fan reactions and the crowd and stuff like that when you know Rory's right behind you? Like, does it matter at all when the guy in the final group with you isn't necessarily the one pushing you and you you don't have to compete with him head up? It, it can be challenging when there is such a thing in golf where if the group doesn't have good vibes, like guys aren't making putts or putts just seem to be lipping out or nothing's going in, That that is a real thing. Like, there's times when I know I've played better or shot a better score because the guy in my group was lights out. And so, you know, maybe that, you know, one under round I would have shot turned into four under because the guy was going lights out. And so it is, it is a challenge. Um, you know, I think, Oh, oh, oh. Uh, sorry. Got, got a call. Got yeah, a call. Not your fault. Not uh, your fault. Not your fault. Yeah, it's, um, Tiger? But, Sports Tiger. but you know, I think at the, in that, because Rory was right in front of me and we could see what was going on, it almost felt as if he was in our group. Mm. So I was kind of feeding off of that. Um, but you know, I feel like I've gotten so much mentally tougher that I won't, I wasn't going to let, um, something like that affect me. Well, we're proud of you, Bub. Yeah. We're pumped for you. You know, obviously, we learned about your mom yeah. and everything like that. I never got a chance to meet her, but I'd assume she said 
My kid done fucking great. Mm -hmm. Keep going, man. We're incredibly pumped for you. Very lucky to learn about you. And can't wait to watch you this weekend at the Travelers. A lot of money on the line. Huh? Let's get yep. some more polos. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, sir. Let's do it. You're the best. Thanks for having me on, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Wyndham Clark. Yeah. All right. I mean... Good guy. We like yeah. it. Yeah, it's our champion. Got Moxie. That's our champion. Yeah. Our champion. That's got Moxie. Seems mm -hmm. like he's like, yeah, it should have been happening a long time ago, man. What the hell? Serious. That lady, did he say her name? He just said the uh, woman that everybody kind of. She, she probably works with multiple players, I would imagine. That's what yeah. he said that most, uh, multiple people like said, hey, she's a real deal. She's a real deal. That's interesting because is she talking to Rory the same way she's like, you know, Ricky? Yeah, maybe, maybe he's not. not. Hey, bigger things are coming. Bigger things are coming. Yeah, he's younger. And the bigger thing happens to be Wyndham Clark. That's <laughs> Yeah. Guy I'm talking to in 20 minutes. He's he's a problem. I've been talking to all you guys. This Wyndham one. Yeah, yeah he's coming. This Clark guy's good. <laughs> I'm happy he's a good guy. He said that putt was 10 inches to win it. Like, that 10 inches probably looked like 30 feet. Bro. Just stepping over top of that thing. All you need is one accidental. Yeah. What if you just accidentally, boom, and it scuffs off the fucking green? That's what <laughs> yeah. I was thinking yeah. as he was going up there. I'm like, yep. Oh, my God, guy. I'm learning so much about you. Your mom, your entire run, yep. what you've been through, the ups and downs. You're 10 inches away. All we need here, just put the thing in the hole, pal. Yeah. You know. And then Ricky steps up. He had like a two-incher or three-incher. He just bat knocks it in from the same exact angle. I'm like, all he's got to do is just do double that. That's no problem. Yeah. He'll be able to do this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my mind, because I don't talk to that lady, you know, my mind is, oh, he's going to just, all you got to do is just yeah. accidentally, mm -hmm. and then that thing rolls out. And then what if it rolls further? Yeah, yep. into the bunker and or would. something. Well, yeah. did you oh, see? my God, dude. I was so worried. I was so worried for him. All the way until that thing hit the hole, and he had to both. I was so worried that we were going to lose it. And I was like, not this. Can't have All I was thinking earlier in the day, I believe it was the low amateur who, I can't remember his name. Uh, but I think it was, yeah, on 18. He put a center cup right in the middle, and it fucking bounced back Popped out. out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no way that could happen to Wyndham on the last hole. But like, that's that's all I was thinking. Like, mm -hmm. anything could happen. Yeah that, yeah, that video of that ball going mm -hmm. square. That should, count. that should count as it's I agree. That's agree. despicable. I agree. Or put, like, some foam in the bottom of the cup so it can't bounce out like that. Well, we need the sound of the cup. Oh, I thought it was, was like, back rim. rim. I didn't think cup. it went down. Yeah, it was it was. Oh, it went back. down and bounced out. You no, know, yeah, but it was back. I think it was the top of the plastic. It was. Yeah, back yeah. rim. Yeah, I've seen that happen before. I would That's be so pissed. They need to fix playing. that. And then yeah. if you hit the ball into the fairway and you're in a divot, they need to allow you to take that back no further to the hole. Yeah. yeah. They have can't to fix put, that. Can't put it on a tee, but, like, Guys should not be wondering if they hit a perfect shot if they're going to be yeah. fucked or not. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Especially in the last That's round. That's a bad rule. Yeah. And they go, oh, he's in prime position, but somebody else is there before him. Yeah. <laughs> so that half ball is going to be gone. Might as well hit this in the rough. Yeah, so getting like, penalized for playing the best that like anyone has up until that point in the tournament. You're in the last group and you hit it center cut, but because some guy shot 75-75 and was out there six hours before you, you're fucked. Let's go to some five energy finally. Thank you for joining us, Wyndham. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed casual, didn't he? Thank you, yeah. W. Just talking. Him right back at it, too. Yeah. Right back at it for the next tournament. That's the crazy thing. Golf yeah. never yeah. stops. Oh, we didn't ask him if they were filming for that Netflix thing. I assume it, they were. It looked like that. Yeah. They had that one blonde-haired yeah. kid with the backwards yeah. hat. Yep. He was getting in some of the shots. I'm like, that feels like the Netflix. That's how yeah. I thought, too. That feels like the Netflix. If he won Wells Fargo, too, before they probably have that win on there as well. $20 million up for grabs this weekend at the Travelers up in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Wyndham feels like our guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... When you're hot like this, I, I that that tournament can't start soon I, enough. I believe Scotty, Scotty's the favorite, obviously. Yeah, also bet Scotty top three or top five, whatever he is. He's going to get it. 
He's so awesome to watch. It's absurd. I thought he was going to make a run. I mean, I know. How about him putting that one way did. into the fucking trees? That yeah. felt good watching. Yeah. yeah it was like Scotty does that. <laughs> yeah. On that par three? He's plus 140 no, top five. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the 290. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then it just keeps going left. And I was like, did they cut? That isn't Scotty. And then they go back to the tee box, and Scotty's like <sighs> full on, yeah. way over here. I'm like, Scotty Shefford just hit a bad ball. That's great news. Let's go. Not good for Scotty. I can't wait to see how he gets out of this. But like, I thought this machine no, was yeah. incapable of no. hitting a bad ball. They say, came in second in the Masters, he's worse than field putting. Yeah. You know, if he gets better at putting, it's game over for Scotty. How do you do that? I assume he's working on it. Yeah, he was worse in the field putting. At he got Masters. second place. Yeah. Well, Masters. He wasn't great at the U.S. Pretty good. Either. Every clip of him too is after the round practicing. Like there are there are clips of that over the weekend driver, yeah. of after he's done, he's just on the range. His driver had a dent in it. Yeah, <laughs> found that out after. Of course, I I knew it wasn't going exactly where the fuck mm-hmm. I was saying. What? There must be something wrong with this, Scotty. There's nothing wrong with Scotty, it. Just, okay, see me on the driver range. Yeah. Okay, we'll go out there. Yeah. Taylor Maid's probably out there with him. Yeah, something yeah. wrong with this. The sound yeah. is just a little yeah. off. Bam. You hear that? Yep. Bam. It's you hear loose. that? It's loose. Bam. See that? There has to be something wrong. And then, yeah. oh, what is that? Oh, it's dented. That's oh. what I thought. And he threw the thing. Mm-hmm. Actually threw the thing. Yeah. Get out of Get here. Get the fuck out of my face. God damn it. A little too little too late here. Wish we knew the dent was on Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I'll take 1.2 million. You brought it up Saturday. Like, that was bullshit. Like, how late? Like, because... Obviously, the the cut has happened, so you can start. You could have started. They started Sunday's round like an hour and a half earlier. The tee times were for the leaders than yeah. it was on yeah. Saturday. Like, how, why? How about the um, you know the modern cameras that we have, with the way yes. it is, they are able to find light, yeah, in showcase light. Yeah. There's sometimes where we'll be doing something, it'll be late night, and it's like, yo, look through the camera. Even if it's on a night vision camera, cameras are able to like corral all of the light pretty mm-hmm. much and put it into the shot. So it's like night vision, these yeah. cameras are. Yep. So whenever we're watching and it's dark on TV, we have to remember that. Like, If it's dark on TV, it's- it is much lighter on the TV than it is in real life. Yeah. It had to be very dark. He's saying that they couldn't see the shots. Yeah. yeah and also, That's like trying to sneak in around at night on a course at yeah. the local <laughs> municipality. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And Ricky was wearing prescription sunglasses. So it's not like he had prescription glasses in his case. I think that's should, what he was saying. He that he, going forward. he yeah. legitimately couldn't see the, the shot. He didn't have them on. He needs to get those super same exact glasses, but see through. Yeah. yeah. Transition, Transition lenses. lenses. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're like operator glasses. Yep. Oh, yeah. You they just have two on your back. Let's go to Andrew in Canada. On the fight. But Ricky Fowler saying, let's also you know, go yeah. off with light. Yeah. Why am I teeing right. off at 640? Or glow in the dark balls, I guess. What do we? That'd be cool. That one. Hey, That'd be cool. I've seen that somewhere. That's a business start. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Khaled's got Khaled. in his backyard. He's got that green and all the glow and the, the like, lights that are like. Awesome. Yeah, people it's, do it. It's incredible. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. They got a sweet one in Saudi. What, a glow in the dark one? Yeah, like a night course. Well, it's not even glow in the dark. It's actually just like baseball lights. Yeah. That yeah didn't big, Tiger play there? That's big. Yeah, I think so. Asia, like Asia has a lot of like courses that are lined with actual lights. Yeah. You can play at night. Oh, nice. That's yeah. smart. It's sweet. It's a lot of property. Yeah. Oh, that the light a lot up. of lights, too. Yeah. A lot of lights. Yeah, yeah those, those baseball light. stadium lights. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Kyle in California on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Kyle? How you doing? Keep it moving. Long time listener, long time caller. First time talking to the boys. I've got a two-parter for you here, Pat and Connor. First, you always talk about AJ being an absolute dog at golf. 
Have you ever considered his mangled fingers act as like a performance enhancer and that you should mangle your own fingers for Tahoe? And secondly, is Connor going to be on the bag again this year? And if so, will he be smoking cigs to check the win like Fluff Cowan did for Tiger in 96? Great questions, Kyle. I appreciate that. Maybe I do need to mangle my fingers to get a little different grip. Get Bill in here. Bill will get a sledgehammer and chop him down a little bit. He'll love that. Bill bring tweezers. The uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill, you didn't deserve that for the fingernails, though. Bill, just for the you know what I'm saying. Bill. Yeah, Bill, you get it, Bill. Hmm. Connor on the bag, interesting. We're in the middle of uh, we don't know what's going to happen yet at Tahoe. A lot of question marks around Tahoe right now. AJ, you'd agree. I mean, I guess I thought we were both planning on winning the thing, though. Road right? Tahoe yeah. is going to end up in victory. Can't lane. wait. Yeah, perform. It's going to be fun to be in the final group on Sunday, isn't it? I can't wait. <laughs> Bingo. I, whatever group we're in is the final group, though, is what we're saying. That's right. Because we, we really started uh, we started brainstorming. We have information now. Mm-hmm. And we didn't put our thinking caps on for Tahoe until, like, the last week or so. More focused on the game. More, Yeah, we're going to start golfing because so that's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit longer. But Tahoe as a whole, haven't really put the whole thinking cap, what do we do this year versus what we did last year. We're coming up with some concepts. Okay? That's right. <laughs> We're coming up with some concepts, some ideas, some content, and we do believe that this should be the most electrifying American Century Championship of all time. For sure. Now, this is what happens, though. This is why we don't get invited to a lot of things. <laughs> you know, we go to one, we go to one time, mm, the way this would be, and then the next year we're coming in, we're going to try this sure. whole mm-hmm. thing out. What we're saying is we're very excited for Tahoe this year. M- M- Connor might not be on the bag. Yep. Connor probably not on the bag. Connor will have a very big role, though, in the old American Century Championship Pumped. whenever it comes to our lives, though, whenever we're speaking over here. Yeah. Now, are we staying in a hotel? Are we staying in an Airbnb? Are we staying in a house? All those things still need to be figured out. That's right. right. So we need to start figuring that out real soon. Yeah. Because the road to Tahoe is getting shorter and shorter yeah. as the hours pass. You didn't know this week. Almost. Yeah, we need to find <laughs> yeah. that out. Yeah. And then we kind of just go and do our thing. But we're pumped for it. Connor will have a massive role. Don't know if he will be carrying the bag, though. Is final and proper answer where we stand right now, AJ. So if if Conman doesn't carry it, who might carry that bag? Well, that's a whole other conversation as well. Because like, is Ebby, could Ebby hold up over eighteen holes in three days carrying a bag? He's like one hundred and thirty pounds. Ebby is certainly in the conversation of hey, carrying the bag. But Ebby, who is a twig, has been running <laughs> six minute and forty three uh, second miles. Thank you. Yeah. So he's been training out here. Now that's with no bags. That's just him. Ebby also is the one who knows golf the absolute best out of everybody in this. I played building. high sure. school golf where you had yep. to carry your own bag. AJ. Yeah. yeah, that was in high school. You were much younger and <laughs> yeah. a little you were bit more to swing. You're getting to swing the club though during that. You get you get to carry the bag and never take a swing that's a little tough mentally but foxy <laughs> might be on the bag but then that takes away from foxy filming stuff so right everything is kind of in the middle of like trying to figure it yeah. out but we got time yeah and we got the book this year yeah for, for, which does matter yeah yep. yeah it's no joke it gives you not only the greens but like also if you're in this spot you know in the fairway it gives you an exact number Wait, Bro, yeah, it's called a laser. You just use the laser. Yeah, we're, greens is oh, where I we're going to use. I forgot about the laser. Yes. Yeah, greens are where we're going to use that book because Rob Riggle's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's a professional golfer in Polish, yes, she, she had awesome. the book mm-hmm. and she was in our group. Yeah. And I think it was two holes. She told us, yeah, we thought it was going right. She's like, I should break about two cups left. Yeah. And we're like, par three. Left? Sure, that's crazy. Really? And then 
rim out, par. It's like, holy shit, that's much better than a double bogey, mm-hmm. which I certainly would have got if I would have thought Less. this thing was going the other direction. This is going to roll right off it. So some of these greens are a little bit difficult to read. We Once again, second year, a lot more information. Mm-hmm. A lot more. You're going into what year now in Tahoe? I don't even know. Maybe 11. A lot of information. You said that last year. I don't use it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't. I can't execute that that information. We've done it all. Early on, me and me and Ryan had the books. Oh yeah, look at this. Look at the green. And then three holes in, I'm like, hey, what's this one doing? He's like, does it really matter? You can't hit it where we're talking anyway. Yeah. Who cares? And we stopped using it. Yeah, there's a chance that so happens. We're, just, we're a field player. We stand up. I'm like, I think it's think it's going to do one of these. I think it's going this right there. And my brother's like, yep, there you go. Hit it there. <laughs> That's the it most. Works. We're, That's I'm a good full go. Yeah. I'm a field player. We're a field player. I don't like to get. I don't like to think about it. Yeah, I I agree. You know, you should at least know which way it's breaking, though. And if you're going the complete wrong direction, having something that says, nope, the complete opposite way is good feel. You know? Absolutely. That's good for the feel. You know, it, Good luck. You're saying the book might take too much time. That's what it sounds like. I mean, like. it's oh. like, yeah, what, who are you going to look at it and sit there? I've had plenty of times where I'll stand there and I'll hit a putt, and I think it's going, like, right to left, a big breaker. I'll stand there, and my brother's like, no, I thought for sure it's left to right. Like, we'll both stand there and not know which way it is going. Like, all right, whatever, to hit it in the middle. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. You see three, aim it to one in the middle, LeBron right. James. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Has oh, he yeah. responded to Michael Malone yet, or is he still in Europe's? I, I think he's still in Europe. I saw him speak French out there. It was good. Yeah. Oui, oui. Wait, wait. He's fluent in French? Yeah, he said, start your engines. He said, stay a engine. Multiple engines. At one still happening? Allegedly. I'm not getting into it. I don't want to do Please it. Please don't start it. They're pre-game shows. But it's still there, right? It's still going? I saw a shirtless fat white on the pre-show on ABC. Who? Mm-hmm. Oh, what? On the panel? Like someone working for... No, this is sad. You went shopping with one of these drivers who looks really cool, and mm-hmm. they go on no undershirt with a leather thing, and I saw this guy's stomach, and it was literally the first thing I turned on on the F1 pre-show, because golf hadn't started yet, really. Mm-hmm. You know? It had, but <laughs> I don't know these people. It was irrelevant. I see this guy's stomach on ABC, and I look up in the corner, F1 on ESPN, on ABC, and I try to stick around for 10, 15 minutes. Mm. I'm like, okay, so the pre-show sucks. Oh. It's not my taste. I don't know enough about enough. Sure. I will dive into the Netflix documentary show. I will learn more, be better. Sure. Yeah. The races yeah. suck. The pre-show sucks. Everything seemingly sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't... <laughs> Darius Butler's been selling this thing for a long yeah. time. Hard. Oh, shit. Every Hard. time I turn it on, I think to myself, how is this on television? But it's not only on television. It has all the money in the world behind yep. it. Yeah. I'm like, do they... So it's almost like the brand is worth more than the actual product, which, which a lot of people say about us, <laughs> which I respect and appreciate. <laughs> but, like, I have not been able to get into F1 at all, any of it. And... uh that's been a real bummer because I thought that was going to be something I was going to really fall in love with. Yeah, it's crazy. Like any time that they've had an event in the U.S., everybody is there. Like mm-hmm. the F1 Miami, and I think they're doing an F1 Vegas. Like oh, yeah. the idea seems unbelievable. But then the first one that was kind of where we all were going to try and watch was Morocco, and it wasn't even a Morocco. Morocco, sure. Morocco is Western. Morocco ends with an O. It starts with an N. Same guy wins every time. Can't watch it. Verstappen. No chance. When there's no movement, yeah, there's no, no yeah, a time trialed race. That's not right. a race. That's not a race. Might as well run by yourself. Yeah. Wait, right. time trial race? What do you mean? Yeah, like, you can't was, pass the car. You win yeah. the pool. You win the fastest race. lap. Yeah. And it was tough. To, yeah. Maybe we we obviously probably That's don't. Not know. a race. 
We Amen. know. Amen. That's what we're saying. That's what we said. Yeah, we're, we're, it's tough. It's tough because I'm I, sure you'll get into it. You'll definitely get into the Netflix doc, I'm sure. They did just release an F1 video game. EA Sports did. So, you know, I'm, I may give that a run and see see what it's all about, see if that gets me into it. Can we connect that to a Cruising USA thing? Yes, you yeah, can. Probably. Okay. They're building those, right? Those like, are big places where they have like a, your whole driver set up. Aren't they building like specific yeah, like places F1 that you can go pay money and do it? Yeah, those Ron, ones are nuts. We saw a couple of those, Pat. We saw a couple of people ahead of their time that had like three or four of them in their basement. So here in Indy, <laughs> we did see those. You're right. There was three of them lined up very high yeah, level. The whole rig. Before all of the Netflix stuff. They were way ahead of us. They might have created all that, to be honest. No, they definitely did. We, they might have been a part of it. Right at first refusal, they might have been right. a part of that whole thing. <laughs> uh, but here in Indy, I've seen those Sims, obviously, for the Indy 500 drivers and the Indy, uh, IndyCar drivers. Very cool. Very, very. Yeah. have tried to get them in the office numerous times, and there's always yeah. so expensive. Yeah. So it's always like kind of need a PhD to use one. Yeah, mm-hmm. impossible to get into. But I've you would I, use it twice. Yeah, I, I mean I crashed I fifteen know. times one race. Pretty cool. If we had one in here, I think it would get yes. good usage. Bet? Do we want to? The first month, maybe. Well, just to make sure I didn't lose the bet, I'd fucking be in there every day. That's good. I don't yeah. care why you're in there. I don't, I don't care if it's, a, <laughs> if it's I every do. day. I, mean, I think something like that, like that's sweet. You don't get an, an opportunity to do you that don't very have to often. Train yourself. To All right, we'll get one by yep. the next don't week. Even, you don't know electric <laughs> yeah. cars. Electric cars kind of stink getting in and out of. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, this thing getting in and out of too. What's that? The spaceship. The these rigs that they have. Nah, We're thinking nah, of the same thing. Nah, nah. You're, we can set up the how high it is. Do the whole thing. We just gotta be. It's gonna be tight though. See, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Do you have to wear a helmet while you're driving the sim? I mean, we should. If we're gonna, yeah, we should have a sweet one. Inspect the race. It's kind of fun. Tinted visor. We'll get an IndyCar one though, so you can actually pass people. And yeah, Yeah. there you go. What about a NASCAR? Hey Pat, we should get. um, Don't you think for Caddy's situation in Tahoe this year, maybe we find a way online to get the full blown uh, Masters full bibs that they wear, like the full overalls onesie. Oh, that Rick. Yeah, we got. She did. um, She did. You know. Rob's girlfriend, she wore one. Remember that? Yeah, she did. I don't know if you remember her last year. Yeah, she looked very professional. Yeah. I was, yeah. It looked very hot. You go like Stevie Williams, though. You, you uh, like don't wear a shirt underneath. And you say, it's Jeez Louise, guys. <laughs> what, that's what like, it, was in, it was incredibly hot out there wearing shorts and a short sleeve shirt, let alone a onesie bib of pants and long sleeves. Okay, happy you weren't no. trying to disrespect fucking Rob Good Rangel. Lord, Rangel. absolutely not. I would never Rob say Rangel. that. Rob Absolute. Dog, yeah. Uh, apparently, but to your point about how hot it was and uncomfortable it was, and mm-hmm. how sore I was, I've been on that stairmaster every morning getting ready for these fucking uh, oh, yeah. this altitude. Nice. Yeah. I'm not. Nice. I'm breaking in my shoes. Yeah. I'm on a stairmaster. I'm golfing. Have you been punching your gooch to get ready for the jet ski or no? You were wearing that altitude mask. I saw you the other day. Damn right. <laughs> the Those, jet ski. Yeah, they were. I don't know if anything's going to get me prepared for that jet ski just beating the shit out of my balls. That chop. Bro, oh, <laughs> that boom, chop. Light boom, chop. It's a light chop. Boom, boom, <laughs> That's the best time, boom, man. You got time boom, up. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and stopping it. Yeah. And then it's like, God damn, I've gotten way too far from home. Yeah. Well, now i got to turn around. And now the waves are going the other way. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is mm-hmm. for 25 awesome, minutes. This yeah. is fun. I can't Super wait. fun. I can't <laughs> wait. This is fun. I'm the having a blast. Storm kicks up. You see the storm come. The clouds chasing you. Oh, 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 oh my god! I lost sight of you numerous times in between those waves. 
It's like, am I going the right way? I have no fucking. It's going to get dark. Where's AJ's gone? He just vanished. He's dead. And then wave would go down. It's like, oh, there he is. Okay. All right. So he's jumping on the other side. What a time. Lake Tahoe plays no fucking games. No, it doesn't. Me and Fox no. got lost on the way back. Oh, yeah. It was brutal. It, 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 it's almost nighttime. We're going to have to shoot a flare. Yeah. And you have to avoid the Loch Ness monster True. in there. That's a great point. Chained up. Chained up down there. Yeah. One of the best toasters I've ever heard told us about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about a toaster that makes bread. No. Hot. Sure. Talking about a toaster that gives a toast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The toaster. Great toaster. The, yeah, the best. Are you excited to do fucking Wim Hof with AJ's brother? Or? So we don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't know if my alarm clock for four days is Ryan Hawk beating the fuck out of Lake Tahoe. <laughs> that is. There's a chance. Yep. That's an institution in Tahoe. Dude. Is you can count on him. That's what he does every morning? Yeah, I mean, wow. you know, he, nat- he naturally wakes up like at 4.30. He can't sleep past then. He's going to be swimming and doing push-ups and messing around out there. Has he been working out? Has he gotten a little softer? Does Lake Tahoe have a chance against him next year? Because I'll tell you what, he threw like a 40-punch combo at Lake Tahoe <laughs> one morning, and I thought at some point he had to get tired or run out of water, and he just kept on going. <laughs> water got tired. It was unbelievable. Yeah, the water. <laughs> ah. <Just> kind of <laughs> Anyways, Connor might be on the bag, might not be on the bag. A lot of decisions have to be made, but we're thinking it's going to be the best American Central Championship of all time. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, just figure out where the beds are. What do you know, AJ? Do you know? I don't know anything. I just know I plan on winning the tournament. You see Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant hanging out? Yeah. That was cool. Kevin Durant said, I'm yeah. a Jet Manders fan. Get off my back. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. And now that he and Aaron are, have they always been buds? Seems like a great yeah. duo. Great relationship possibility. Yeah. With the, the limited we know about Kevin Durant, but what Kevin Durant allows us to know about, business savvy, mm-hmm. dog, yeah. doesn't mind the social media yeah. stuff. Loves the dope. Yeah. Reads into things, smokes, does all that. Feels like him and Aaron would be fucking mm. like best friends, yeah. Yeah. potentially. Yeah. Did you know about this friendship? Has this been something that's been over time? Or did they potentially just meet, AJ? I don't know. I don't know if he had a previous relationship with KD. I know this is where he always works out in the offseason up there. So has KD always been there? I'm not sure. Yeah, me neither. We, we've seen pictures of him and Bakhtiari there yep, and yep. some others. And he was playing tag with Lazard there, obviously, yep. cool. before he went over to the Jets OTAs. That workout place seems to be fantastic. Kevin Durant, I fucking love that human. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Aaron is one of the most interesting dudes on earth. I would love to be a fly on the wall for their conversation about greatness, about how they handle stuff, and keep it moving forward. It could be a great friendship blossoming here, Pac-Man. I think so. Do you know Kevin Durant? I, yeah, I know Kevin, Kevin Durant. I think they can float around in the same circle. Okay. Oh. He's a, interesting. Same synergies? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Kindred spirits, perhaps. Oh, yeah. same vibes? Yeah. Kevin Durant? Uh, through an ayahuasca? Is he a plant medicine guy? He might. I don't know. He's definitely plant he medicine. De- definitely plant medicine. Yeah, he told, Dave, now. he told Dave Letterman, uh, yeah. I'm hot. I'm hot right now, Dave. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. stop asking. Okay? Yeah, smoke. Please. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah, Dave. <laughs> what do you think this is? Do you think right. uh, there's a chance that, like, Florio, Kevin Durant called him a cheap son of a bitch for his uh, sports covering uh, business? Yeah, what's this all about? I see Aaron's crowdfunding, taking a photo of Kevin Durant oh, one day, and he's crowdfunding the next day. Yep. What, what's going on here? I don't you- understand. It was for donations? or Like, there's investments that people want to invest in companies, you but this was invest. like a GoFundMe? Yeah, I, honestly, I don't fully. I only know what Florio is said. That real, is that a real thing? Is it a real story? Like, how, I don't, I've never seen anything like that where it's like, hey, donate to us, but you don't, it's not like. People take on investors and bring money in, but I don't know. I'll tell you, Florio, the way he laid it out 
was the only way that I've heard of how this goes. I assume there has to be another side to this whole thing. There's got to be. Has to be, we will assume. Speaking of other side, our source says have told us that whole uh, New England Patriot thing. With uh, I ain't playing for... We want to be a jet. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Our source says... Have said uh, that Aaron loves Bill Belichick. Okay. What? Massive respect for Bill Belichick. No way. way. There's no way that guy would just make that story up. That's what our... That's that's just what our source says have said. Holy shit. Our source is a pretty good... A little bit of... Maybe. I mean, everybody has source. I've been so boned for the last two weeks because of this, too. It was a week and a half, I think. But two I, weeks, I, too I long. sensed it before it even came out. What else? Craig Carton said something else. This guy, this uh, guy's really doing it. Diggs, Diggs. Yeah. He knows why Diggs is pissed. Yeah, he knows. Because he restructured his contract so that they could pay DeAndre Hopkins. Bingo. And they didn't do that. So now Stephon Diggs is like, I'm in Paris. I take less money. Yep. You don't sign my friend. Now I come back. Everybody's talking about my shin pad. Yep. Is that what? Big That's up. what Craig Carton basically yeah. said it was all about. Word. All right. Hey, Craig Carton's hey. leaving the fan in New York. Yep. Has a show on Fox every single day. We watch it. Yep. It's on. Had Plexico Burris. Um, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Cody Decker. Ooh. Yep. The other day, he also had... Uh, James Greg Jones. Jennings on there sometimes. Greg Jennings. Jennings yeah. James Jones. I mean, he's doing it. He's breaking a lot of news. Uh, yeah. I doubt if he know what the hell he's talking about. No, no, no. Pack, 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 I doubt it. He said, if you think it's about targets, that's a lazy fucking take, okay? Make the phone calls. Do the work. Find out it's actually about the restructure, okay? That is what he said. And I heard him also say, Shohei Tony's going to have to show me in the playoffs. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. Doesn't think he's that good of a player. going to have to show me in the playoffs. Hey, Craig. As somebody that doesn't know a lot about baseball, I'm wildly confused how this fucking guy isn't in the playoffs either whenever it's primetime baseball, especially when you look at his stats. He is leading the Angels in every single (laughs) stat that they keep in baseball. Pitching and hitting, he's on top of it. Now, everybody's saying he needs to win the MVP or whatever the case is. He's obviously the most valuable player to a franchise, to a program, but this team still stinks. Stinks. Yeah, they're, they're not great, but they're in uh, a pretty good division, you know, this year. It's not his fault. I mean, it's not, you know, one man can only do so much. He is fucking unbelievable. He hits a homer almost every single time he's up. I don't know why anyone pitches to him. <laughs> I believe he's minus like 450 or 500 to win yeah. the MVP. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The Reds are going to beat everybody. We know that. I would like to see oh, old Cuzzy in the playoffs, though, and see how he performs. Because yes. yep. we saw him in the World Baseball Classic, the biggest game. Oh. Absolute dog. Speaking of the Reds. Did you see our friend, <laughs> our compadre, also Ohio president yeah. currently, yeah. Yeah. Centerville Elk, Kirk Herbstreit, who has recently been entrenched in a battle of the baseball opinions and journalists and bloggers over his fandom and views of the Cincinnati Redlegs, the team that he grew up idolizing and loving in a sport that he was better than. He was in football, uh-huh. but he's from Ohio, so he's going to go play quarterback for Ohio State instead of potentially stay in baseball and maybe become a fucking pro player. Yeah. If you look at Kirk, he is a house. Big Kirk Herbstreit yeah. is a yeah. big son of a bitch. Everybody just sees him sitting on uh, on the desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. His, his lower half, massive. Big We're, boy. He was a runner, too, at Ohio State. He wasn't throwing the ball much. you know. Not, could have if yeah. he had to. His legs are huge. He is tall. And if he, I assume he would have been an incredible baseball player if he sticks with it. I think he has every Centerville record in baseball at Centerville High School. But he goes on to play quarterback in high school, or in college. Loves the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Last night, he said, I don't see Ken Rosenthal. 
going to any of these games. Oh. I don't see that other guy that I got into it with. See Trent Rosencrantz. But I'm going to go get a front row seat on this team that yep. I want to battle about and over in Joey Votto, Canadian Paisano's return to Cincinnati. Yep. I'm going to go with a quarterback of the future for some school that's very lucky mm-hmm. to get said quarterback next to Kirk there, the youngest of the Herb Street boys. Absolute dog. dog. And Herbie had one of the most classy claps for Joey Votto. Mm. Just right in his face. Let him know how grateful he was for everything he had done. Kirk Herbstreit was getting eyes on the Cincinnati Reds that he had been battling about on the internet over. And what he saw was greatness. Joey Votto would hit a home run, not this particular at-bat, but another one. And the Cincinnati Reds would go on to win their ninth straight game. Damn. AJ. is on fire. The Reds are the real deal. I've been telling you for years. Watch out. Yeah, but they haven't Whoa. for years. They suck well, for cause years. Because we were building. We were just, it was all part of the plan. Oh, this is Matt Canada with the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Yep. E- Ellie De La Cruz. Yep. This guy's a guy. Pac, do you know yeah. this dude yet? He's young in your guy city. He's a dog. Absolutely. Yeah. He's younger than Jake and Ty. Yeah. This guy's real young. He hit yeah. a grounder to first base and beat out the. Slade almost yeah. broke his wrist. Yeah, they so definitely cool. told him, don't ever fucking do yeah. that again. <laughs> Thanks for the hustle. Don't ever fucking do that again. He's a hell of a player. Cincinnati, you guys going to be able to handle the success over there in Red's land, or is Ooh. this an inevitable collapse at some point? Oh, yeah. They'll be. Cincinnati's, they're buzzing. They're ready, okay. ready for another championship. It's a good time to be a Red fan. It is. That. It is, isn't it, yeah, back the man? Big red machine. Like back in the day, the big red machine, what they used to call them. AJ, yep. I want to let you know, you're the one that brought this up. Okay. So whenever we ask you about stuff, what? Don't just be like, oh, yup, yup, yup. Sure. Reds are currently in first place in the NL Central, obviously, 38 and 35. There was a time not long ago whenever they were uh, no. very below 500. Yeah. Who's in third? Okay. Was, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates were in 34 games. They were in the first. <laughs> they were in first. Well, yeah, look at their last 10. They're on a bit of a schneid, and the Reds are They've hot lost four right straights now. to the Cubs, by They the are way. very Bro, much a oh, roller coaster. Who cares? We won 34 games this season. I don't care what else we do. <laughs> That's a victory. Rest of the year. <laughs> 34 times they were able to walk off that diamond and say, we did it. That is abnormal. Congrats to the Pirates. Yeah. If we win zero games for the next hundred, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already won thirty-four. Well said. Thank Do, you. Doing it without O'Neill, the cruise exactly. missile too. Boom! That's what we've been saying this entire time. You're an eighty-win ball club. You're looking at an eighty-win ball club, give or take. <laughs> That's Pittsburgh a lot. Pirates. Oh yeah. No way. Okay. They win eighty. That would be a celebration. Bigger, bigger parade than they had in Green Bay for that Super Bowl. Big oh, hell parade. So yeah. Oh yeah. Eighty. Fucking pack the stands. Pack. Did you hear about this? 80 games. Pac-Man, did you hear about this? What? This guy won a Super Bowl. They had no parade. In Green Bay? Mm-hmm. None. That's what, cursed. What, what did they do? Pack the what stadium. y'all do, AJ? Yeah. They had an hour. They had an hour. Like 40 celebration minutes. at the stadium. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, just went, packed the stadium and well, had a stadium. Well, shit, it ain't they did a lot. You could ride around in Green exactly, Bay. You might as well walk around the goddamn stadium. Where you going to go? <laughs> I guess downtown, in 96, they had a parade, I think. That one road. Yeah, we're Ace Hardware. Yeah, yeah. Right go up and down yards. that town. Tell yeah. them the best park, though, AJ. What? About What's 100 yards. You might well stay in the Free stadium. parking for every fan that came. <laughs> right. Pay five bucks, you get a chance to go in there and celebrate. That'll get donated to yeah. our charities. We will yeah. take care of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then free parking in there. We just learned this yesterday, though, Pac, and we started piecing some things together. Yeah. Haven't won a Super Bowl since. No. Mm-hmm. Have they been to one since? Are the football gods no. potentially saying, we bless you? With our highest honor. And what do you do? A lap around the stadium? Walking. <laughs> There's supposed to be a parade down Lombardi Lane. Yeah. Right past that place that has the cheese curds. That's right. Mm-hmm. At least Mason go Crosby's. to Ace Hardware. Kroll's. Ace Hardware. Did you eat at any of the local yeah. establishments when you lived there? Yeah, it's all local establishments really there. 
Smart. Good call. That that makes a lot of sense. And they didn't support any of those local establishments when they did that. There's not an Applebee's. Oh, there's Applebee's. Fridays? Okay. Fridays? Uh, not right in Green Bay. No. Oh, oh, that's a miss. They love that brownie. Yeah. Oh. Next level. Oh, wait. You have to order cookies, though, to get this brownie. The yeah. cookies stink. They I'll, are I'll just so say bad. They, they spent all of their time and effort on this brownie recipe, yeah. and they just <laughs> completely forgot about the cookies that you're forced to buy alongside these brownies. It's yeah. foolish. They need to figure that out. But yeah. the whiskey glazed ribs? Oh. <laughs> Wait till you have the whiskey glazed ribs. They are to die for. I don't know if you're going to see me in any of those things. I don't like a lot of sauce on anything. Neither do I. They're, they're, they're actually lightly sauced. It's lightly sauced. It's very lightly sauced. It nice gives and you, incorporated. Yeah, it they gets nice and incorporated with the meat. Kind of a, just a <laughs> very gentle tang on there. I've got them two weeks in a row, and I... I bet my life I will get him this Friday. Well. All right, well, I'm happy for you finding your thing. Every day's Friday and Fridays. Hell yeah. Welcome to Moe's. Let's go to the call. <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Joe and Indy. What's going on, Joe? Fat boys, AJ, Pac-Man. How you doing? Keep it moving. Yeah. Woo! Huge fan, long time listener. Uh, this is probably my third time calling. Had a baby, Joe. 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 Three stars on the captain thing. I- That's cool. Hell yeah. Uh, long time ma- ma- mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. All good. All good. Um, nailed it. You guys are awesome. You um, are too. Mom, Tom. But anyway, I want to talk about, so the Colts got rid of uh, Frank Wright, and then he goes and gets hired pretty quickly over at the Panthers. WD-40 on that door. Last time I called in, last time I called in, I talked about how Frank Reich needed a mobile quarterback with his offense. They brought in uh, Matt Ryan the year after I called in. Obviously didn't work well. So now he has his rookie QB there who's going to be quick. He's going to be fast. But Frank Reich has been being pressured on if he is going to let go of the the play calling to his other guy, which was my big thing was like – get rid of that responsibility, bring in somebody else. But then now we have that whole cyclical, you know, you bring in a good guru, oh, no. teach up a QB. And then what team are we talking taken. about? Oh, no. AJ, please. The NFL state. AJ. AJ. This guy's yeah. talking about if an offense coordinator is good, he's going to get hired as a head coach. Yeah. So you got to hire another one. They you bring in know. an offensive guy to be the head coach, you hope that he's offense coordinator. This is what Joe's saying. Keep up, AJ. OH, keep up. <laughs> I have a hard time keeping up, Joe. Come I'm sorry. On. That was on Come me. On. Wake up. That was on me, Joe. Come on. Continue, oh, please. Joe is clear as day. He's laying it out. Talking so football, eloquently. dipshit. You got it. You got it. Joe. Remember when Mitt taught you what a cover tube defense was? Little Phil knows what Joe's talking about. Yeah. Little Phil's walking yeah. right over there with sweet haircut. Okay? Yeah. Little Phil. Phil looks so cool right now. He's so athletic. Yep. He yep. knows what the hell Joe's talking about. Yep. And now he just. We he's, need Little Phil to hit that uh, another basket because last time he was in there, didn't he win us all uh, some. Some merch or some money. Hell yeah, you remember the legacy that little Phil has. Uh-huh. No, he's not your puppet, Joe. Yeah, but a, I'm a yeah, long-time yes. listener. Hey, we appreciate you. What do you, you think Frank should call plays or not call plays? Yeah, couldn't really. So the big thing is, is okay. Simple question. I don't think he should. Okay. okay. All right. In, in Carolina. Yes, AJ. <laughs> Jesus. That's where Frank Reich is. <laughs> Jeez Louise. How do we take anything serious around here? Yeah. I don't know. If you're not going to listen to any of the words being said by anybody, what are we going to do? What the hell? That's the, problem. That's the problem. I was listening to all the words being said. No, you weren't. 
He did get a little wordy there. I, I, <laughs> Joe was I thought he didn't know that Frank Reich was in Carolina, to be honest. No, nah, he was trying to, to piece it all together yeah. on whether or not he should call plays in Carolina. Oh. And I heard what you were saying, Joe. He's called him Who's before. his coordinator? Josh McCann. That's is Josh McCown the coordinator or just the quarterback, quarterback, quarterback coach? coach. Ooh, who is those? Uh, a... Parks Parkington. No, it's not Parks Frazier. <laughs> I can't believe that guy got the gig. He was the only – hey, Parks going to be a great coach. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he, he did a pretty good job. They scored – 33 nice. points in the first half. Bingo. Boom. It's Thomas Brown. Tom Brown. Oh, oh Tom, Tom Brown. Tom Brown. That's a great hire. Tom Brown? Yeah. 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 Tom Brown's going to go and do a great thing. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Use this clip later when Tom Brown's introduced as a head coach for somebody. Tom Brown's in his first season as offense okay, for the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. in 2023. Joined the team after mostly serving as the assistant head coach, tight ends okay. coach for the Los Angeles Rams in 2022. Brown joined the Rams as running backs coach. And he went with tight ends. Yep. You know, Great tight yeah. ends in L.A. Everyone knows that. Offense runs through Higby. Yeah, but he took a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. Bingo. Pretty sweet. Frank Reich's calling this place. Yeah. Yes, he He's got yeah, a quarterback he that he likes. I yep. sure hope. Yeah. He's aggressive, too. He'll go for it, fourth and 15. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're saying Bryce Young's the cock of the walk down there. Has a very nice swagger to him. Humble, oh. yet swagger. I like that. And they got the golf sim in the locker room. Yep, Adam Thielen's right. down there oh, bombing yeah, balls true. and catching balls. Mm-hmm. Love catching balls and bombing balls. Nothing bad. All day long. Ain't that right, AJ? That is correct. You said it beautifully. <laughs> oh, you're listening. Unlike catching when balls Joe and yeah. bombing balls. Interesting. Bombing yeah. balls in the golf course? And oh. punting them. There's Parks. Yeah, Parks Frazier's back down there. Obviously, he's passing game coordinator. Let me get this whole thing figured out. Oh, yes. James Campen. He's O-line. He's a great O-line coach. Okay. that's a, Deuce Daly's there. He's a dog. Yep. Dog. What Parks Frazier. Wasn't he wasn't having a good time? In- Assistant head coach. Ah, there yes, they got Dom Capers. Keep going. I got Dom. The Dominator's there. His hair is always good. Yep. Yeah. They're, They're going to have so many amoebas if Dom's there. D. Hall. They got D. Hall. And Ajiro Averro. Oh, shit. Yeah, Denver, right, last year? Yeah. Uh-huh. Think he, about the, he was potentially up for the head coaching game. Yes. The exhaust. Oh, Fitz. I love Fitz. Tabor's been around a long time, formerly of like five different teams. Fitz, though, started in the Indianapolis Colts organization. Okay. Peter Hansen. Is that Chris's brother? Look at that guy. That guy's a fucking animal. He is. That guy will run his face right through. Holy shit. Have you ever met a linebacker coach that won't run his face through a wall, AJ? Right. I don't think I have. Yeah, so Peter Hansen's put that forehead right mm-hmm. through some... Some cinder. Yeah. I think Parks Frazier was in this season of I Think You Should Leave. I'm pretty sure he was in a couple skits. I'm serious. You feel good about that? <laughs> Parks Frazier's taken enough, hasn't he? Well, to yeah. be honest, I, this guy was forced into calling plays as like a 15 year old. Yeah. I should have looked left, but James Campen was actually in the uh, skit about them throwing uh, water on each other. <laughs> they all, I'm serious, both of them. Let's go to Chris. Not all white people look the same. You racist. We started the day with yeah. him being racist. Look, that's not racist. I, started, did you hear Pac-Man was super racist this morning? What happened? It no. is crazy. He's super racist. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. Crazy. Towards who? Uh, Jack, black people. Yeah, Jack, Jack Jones. Jones. Jack, Jack Jones. Oh. Because Rosemary's Pachuccio. Yep. Whoa. Excuse me? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Who is that? Hold on. What? <laughs> Chuchio, right. is that what you I said? Know. Okay, that's three of you. I wasn't on the show, but I know. Ty, you want to say something racist too? <laughs> no, what do you mean? What do you mean three? You, Tony. Uh, no, yeah. Pat started it, and then you. Were, I didn't do anything. Then this I, guy was. I, I, what's your name? What? It's somewhere in there. I, hey, I got one of these. I can say that. 
I said, I know. Excuse me. I got the horn. It's fucking Scarpacci. Okay. Uh, Scarpacci, yo. No, that ain't what it is. Yeah. He's getting it wrong, too. You're racist as hell. I thought it was racist. Oh, what? Is it Rosemary Spoochatini? Whoa. Jeez Louise. It's, it's not an Edie. You disgusting pig. It's a Chio. With this horn on my chest, I am so disgusted with the way her name is something along those lines. Rosemary Spoochino. No. I really did. It is Sparkuccio. There it is. <laughs> Scapiccio. 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 Hey, Capiccio. Hey, Capiche. It's Capaccio with an S. Capiche. Oh, I forgot. Oh, my God. My dad. Okay, Capiche. Anyways, is yeah. he still in Italy? I yeah, thought it, he was going to stay he, in Italy forever. Oh, he had quite the, the trip back. I ended up having to drive from uh, Jersey to Pittsburgh, I think. It's <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome back to America, Paisan. Great to have you. Anyways... Scapaccio. Yep. Scapiccio. Oh, that's Scapiccio. There's an I, not an Scapiccio. A. It's an I after the P. Scapaccio. Paisana, Scapiccio. Yep. Boom, nailed it. She basically came out and said that everybody that's talking about this is talking about this because it's a black dude with a gun, and they're basically being racist pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we have, that was one of the things. She said, she said it a lot of times about why everybody was talking the way it was and everything like that. And Pac-Man... Yep. Out of nowhere goes, did you say anything about like the gun in the bag, though? Oh. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly what she's talking about. Jeez hell? Louise, you're part of the problem. Yeah, you're yeah. forming that narrative. Anyway, she did say that, and we have no idea how that helps him in court, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. He's good at what she does. Yeah. Undefeated. This lady's gotten two murders. Undefeated. She, she is. Yeah. She's not guilty, first-degree murder. Yeah. Not guilty, another first-degree murder. Not guilty on something else. She yeah. is... The only words that she hears at the end of trials is not guilty. Mm-hmm. Boom. Nice. And that's what Scapaccio does. Scapiccio. <laughs> Capiche. Yeah. That's what she says at the end of every single. There you go. Her name is actually at Rosemary Scapiche. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because she says that at the end of her statements. Ms. Rose got Scapiche. <laughs> what's trial, what's trial four <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, move to the next. Trial four on Netflix. She must have a doctor. I want to see that. So he had two, he had two bags. Scapiche. <laughs> And when he yep. when he went down to grab the one, they both had the same amount of weight in it because he was going on a long trip. Mm-hmm. So people would say, well, two guns, I'd be a little bit heavier. Well, he's going on a long trip, a lot of stuff also. Didn't want to check. Have you ever tried to check a bag in modern airlines? <laughs> Impossible. Scapiche. Yep. <laughs> and then he. And then oh. that's how she gets so many innocent verdicts. Is that everyone's like, Not you guilty. Scapiche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard her say scapiche, right? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boom. Uh, boom, 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 uh, we can't thank you all enough. That'll be good vibes going in tomorrow. Non-racist vibes tomorrow. How yeah. about it? Yeah. How about Bring it? those back. How about it? Not me. I didn't know. What are you talking about? You definitely. No, 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 no. And then what did you say? You said yeah, you said something me. terrible. Call her Guy Fieri. Yeah. No, I did what not. Me? Yeah, you did. I did not. I said that she can't gave the it. judge some awesome double fried fries with some awesome gator sauce. Donkey Whoa. sauce. Whoa. You're disgusting. Gator. Everybody gator needs sauce. to put their disrespect aside for tomorrow's Thank podcast. you. Tomorrow will be a big non-disrespectful Wednesday. Yes. Scapish. Scapish. Good call. Scapish. Shmell me. Scapish. That's her. Shmell me. 
Smell me. All right. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. We'll be back tomorrow with a big one. Big shout out to Paul Heyman for stopping by and yes, said Seth Rollins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yep. Yeah. Where was Seth Rollins? I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> you still don't? Do we really not know? I'm going to send a text. Dude, honestly, I, I guess like in the WWE world, there's so many things that could happen yeah, at sure. any given moment because there's so many, many moving pieces or whatever. But I do find it fascinating that they market. <laughs> yeah. Hey, send me a text. Is there any way, you know, that's, uh, here's some big news. You want to do anything? I would love to announce that if you could. All right, certainly. Uh, we'll send somebody to be on the show or whatever. Give us some names or whatever. I'm like, cool. Seth's been on the show before. All good. And then. <laughs> and Paul Heyman answered. And Paul yeah, Heyman's on there. After yeah. one last night getting marketed that Seth Rollins. So we hope Seth is okay. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. He did get stomped like four or five times. Yeah, it did not look good. Big either. match tonight. He's got a World Heavyweight Championship match tonight. Is this a work? Is this a work no. they got going on? They got a program happening? <laughs> this guy, you're always working yourself into a shoot. Brother. Let's get out of here. Big thanks to Wyndham Clark. He was cool to talk yeah. to. Yeah. Awesome. I hope he wins again. Me too. I do too. He's gonna. Yeah, because all he does is win, 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 Dub, okay. Sport. He actually said, come on, Dub, when he was sitting over the putt. He said, come on, Dub. That was the first time he said it. Yep. And I was like, ooh, do we call the ball Dub? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, oh, his name starts with a W. Cool. Mm -hmm. 50 to 1 this weekend. Are you kidding me? Log it in. Tough. Which one? Which one? Is that all? What are the odds? Coming off of majors, it's tough to back to back. 20 million still out there, though, too. And he's not rich yet. Nope. I mean, he's certainly doing well and just won a couple million. Mm -hmm. But you get that taste and you're hitting the ball flush and well, it's like, let's just, why not? Ride this thing. Why not? But you're right. All you need is one hole, right? One hole to mm -hmm. drop a quadruple bogey and it's all yeah, right. It's all different from that point forward. That's why golf is the ultimate test of the mind, which he said he has figured out over the last six months, which makes me feel like my money is safe at a 50 to 1 on Wyndham Clark. We appreciate him stopping by. We appreciate all of you for allowing us to do this every single day. Wait until you see the video that old Jake Erbo put together. Ooh. Pretty sweet. It's awesome. Dude, it is. It's pretty cool. Behind the scenes of the Jack Carr thing. We're calling it PMS Mocks. Ooh. You know, HBO Mocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're calling this one PMS Mocks. Okay. Because you're getting maximum information about what's going on at PMS. Uh, That's right. That. Pretty good little title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not bad. Everybody did pretty good on the video. He did. He did. Very good. Did a great job. And he took control, you know, to make it. Yeah, a little bit too much. Need to shut the fuck up. A little bit, yeah, I'd say. In some parts. But I liked how, you know, I liked his sense of urgency yeah. to accomplish a task, which not a lot of people have anymore. No. Right. Seems like he's on the right path here. Especially in his generation. Neither. Foxy's got a little video department now. Yeah. Some of them are getting a little bit too confident. Yeah, he's got to crack that one. Uh, Herbie's a good kid. Herbie's good kid. Herbie's not the only one in there. I mean, talks in there as well. Yeah. yeah. A little bit too much. Yeah, you know. fucking kid. Foxy's doing all, just sending them all Steve Weatherford and Gary V videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just getting them ready to run through a wall every single morning. And we appreciate those types of vibes. Sure. But yep. Also, yeah, you guys are on Scorsese. Let's fucking <laughs> check your camp. Let's go ahead and slow it down yeah. here a little bit. Crack you know? the whip, baby. Foxy's good leader, though. Foxy's good leader mm -hmm. out there. We appreciate it. But this Herbo video is incredible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shout out to Herbo, dude. That boy, Herbo. Herbo. Shout out to Kirk Herbster, too. I had a perfect. I mean, great class. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. Was like, oh, hand was shit. bent over because of how hard he was. He was, like, catching it. Yeah. I clap lefty every once in a while whenever I want people to think I'm sophisticated. Just because it looks... Sure. How I clap cl lefty naturally. I naturally clap lefty. Oh, uh, okay. Excuse but I also hold the... I hold my fork in my left. If I'm cutting a steak, I have a knife in my Agreed. right hand and fork in my left. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Gotta eat that way. Yeah. Power hand. Well, I guess you would be like... Yeah. There you go. Doesn't he, Don't you have to put on those braces on your hand just to, like, hold the fork? Yeah, you're like Wolverine. <laughs> like a holder, yep. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Did you see uh, Herbo was wearing, uh, he decided to wear his uh, football padded uh, pants, double colored pants again today? He's fashionable. The guy made a great video. He did. Is there pad- he has pads on? Yeah. yeah. Nah. Hey, you know what? It is time to chop him down. We nah, should do that great today. video. Now's not the time. You no, chop no. him down. No, I just he, don't. There's no, you do. Pads he made us pants. sing him happy birthday. It wasn't even his birthday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty sweet. Hey, you guys know it was his kid. birthday. Yeah, that was crazy. What an alpha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things he's been doing, you know. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm out on him. He's, what's that? I'm glad we just had this conversation. Hey, he made a great video. Yep. Did. Yep. Yeah, and then he did all his other things. Still out on him. <laughs> he is at that age, though, where he's still very impressionable, and, you know, it is kind of our task to let him know, like, that ain't it. Or, uh-huh. hey, hey keep more going. of this. Yeah. yeah. So I do take that task, you know, pretty heavy on the old heart with him. Yeah. I think he's been doing a great job. Yeah. Love Way you. to go, Herbo. Love you, Herbo. Proud of you, Herbo. Happy you got a haircut, too. That, uh, that last, that looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing I didn't like. What? <laughs> Came in here. Oh, dude, I'm going to grow my hair out. I love your hair. I'm going to grow my hair out. Fucking Mark comes in the next week. He cut his hair. Oh, well, he looks professional. He looks classy. He took that slap in the face. I did. Yeah. Because he said, wow. Oh, gee, you saw what the end of this looks like. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I can see why you maybe don't like him, because that's right. definitely what he said. All right, Brick, not a lot of people will say that they're going to grow it out. Like, you know, Pac-Man, he's got unbelievable long hair. How long is that going? Forever? Huh? Hair. I cut my hair probably like every two months. Keep it long forever, though? Yeah. When was the last time you were short-haired? Uh, 2008. Damn. That's a long time ago. 15 yeah. years. I do like how you always keep yours dyed or doing something. You were willing. Remember, he was just going to shave for no reason. Yep. Yep. He yeah. was just going to, listen, if this happens, I'll do this. It's like, didn't have to do that. Yeah. Didn't have to do what you just did at all. You're willing to do it. I do feel like you feel like the hair is a part of the accessory, though, to the entire. Because you look super cool today. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Those are Carhartts. Yeah. I think you got Carhartts. Really? All right. Yeah. That's not wow. holy shit. Look at you, Pac. Young. Huh? Oh. You and Marv talking. Oh, look at young Pac. Wow. Jesus Christ. Look kind of fat in that photo. No, he looks or, jocked. What? Oh, yeah. yeah that had to yeah, be right after my neck surgery. Bingo. Hope you're happy. Oh, uh, see? So Guy he was. couldn't even move. So he, he was a little out of shape. Remember I tomorrow. <laughs> don't you ever forget. They don't have to believe in the fat boy. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't believe in the fat boy. It seems like you worked out. Don't bet against the fat boy. Anyway. Not saying you're a fat pack, but no. however, drink it in. If you were, yeah. Don't bet against it. Oral Roberts down two nothing at TCU. In no, I was an elimination game. Uh oh. When did that? Yeah. What the fuck? I thought I was watching something that mattered last night. It didn't. They're thought, just playing somebody else. Well, those are the top two teams. So one now, like LSU, they got beat, so they play again today. Elimination they lose game their against Tennessee, right? Yes. Yeah. From here on out. Oral Roberts is in this thing? Oh, yeah, the underdog. Remember McGee was talking about usually one team who doesn't belong will be there. Kind of the underdog Cinderella story. That's Oral Roberts this year. (laughs) Let's go. Remember they beat Ohio State in the NCAA tournament? I didn't know he had a McGee. It's not there yet, but, you know. Seems like you're just doing Southern Hacy. Yeah, Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, it seems like I've heard that accent before, Mm -hmm. but you just – did you slot it to an owner now? That is McGee? It was the same accent as the uh, barbecue ribs from earlier, I believe. The whiskey tang? Yeah. 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 And Marty? Do you do a different one for Marty? Nah, Marty would probably be in the same dialect. <laughs> <laughs> so I do need to kind of... Can we hear Peyton? Peyton's more of a, you know, kind of mouthful marble. Uh, Louisiana. You know. Yeah, exactly. It is a little different down yep. there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
Can't wait for everybody to hear these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Lou Holtz already knows. Shout out to Lou Holtz. Yeah. Shout out Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz knows what's coming mm-hmm. whenever we go to ESPN. I think there's some people that have no clue what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. And then all of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, that wasn't me. Holy <laughs> shit. That does sound <laughs> just like me, though. Their friends are going to be texting. Did you just say, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say, blah, blah, blah? I don't know. I did not. And then call to PR, HR. Mm-hmm. And then a call to us. And then a clip explanation, content explanation. Will you stop that? No. no. Sorry. No. We are so sorry. It's just how it's going to have to be, AJ. And, uh, you know, you're always going to ruffle some feathers, but I think a lot of people are going to love it too because you're incredibly talented, pal. Just like the people that watch this show are. You all, the ability you have to watch something that's terrible is second to none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you watch this every single day, and we're incredibly grateful for it. We'll be back tomorrow with a big-time show. Tell somebody something nice, honestly. It can change their entire life. Goodbye. <laughs>